I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm exuberant Chris Mosier. And I'm Marie Vigourou. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast that finished every single episode of the TV show Supernatural, and now has finished every single episode of the sequel, The Winchesters. And we are here to talk about our feelings. And as you heard, we are joined by a special guest, Mary from Caring Wayward. If I had like an applause sound, I would I would do some applause right here. So thank you. Thank you, Mary, for joining us. Uh, the smartest podcast about Supernatural, I think. Easy, easy, oh easy dub there for you. Oh man, how are, I don't know. That's that's a really high bar to to, to set for everybody who hasn't listened to me. I mean, if you look at not. us, the bar is pretty low. Yeah, it's so. really not. <laughs> it's like you guys at like forty-five steps. There's like another. There's like a second place, and then we're like way below there. So thank you for <laughs> thank you for lowering yourself to be on us. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. How are you today, yeah, no. Mary? I'm so good. I'm so happy to be here. Honestly, like it's um. Yeah, I know you guys have been on Carrying Wayward before, but just to be on Monster of the Week is kind of a it's kind of a big moment for me. I'm really oh, excited about it. Nice, it's a big moment for us too. We're very excited. Uh, I'm I'm especially excited to talk to you about the Winchesters because uh, you and I have been talking about the Winchesters on and off since you started the show, and I'm really going to yeah. be kind of interested in in how all of the stuff that we've talked about over the last like three or four months yeah. is going to come out today because I feel like you had some really like wild swings on the, on the Winchesters. Yes. So. I think, I think that that's probably the understatement of the year, but yes, absolutely. <laughs> Chris, how are you today? I'm doing okay. Um, I feel like we're kind of bragging at this point when you say we figure finished every episode of Supernatural and finished every episode of the Winchesters. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I think we are bragging. That's, that's I think a we brag, are. dude. I mean, it's a. I think that's a brag. It's not. It's one of the few things we've accomplished with this podcast. Don't right. tell anyone that we did three episodes uh, per podcast in season one. Don't tell anyone that. It's not as impressive if we tell them that. Look, um, look. If you want to put us against Rich and Rob, that's fine. Like, yeah. I don't. I will take uh, me and you will take them down and and We're chicken like wrestling. Snitch and snob. Snitch and snob. Snitch and snob. I don't know what's happening right now? <laughs> um, like we normally. Jeremy, how do. are you? How I'm, are you doing, I'm buddy? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm. I'm just writing down snitch and snob for an episode title because that's <laughs> pretty. <laughs> Originally, it was going to be Tim Hortons, but I feel like we have, we have encountered something else. So. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, before we get to talking about the Winchesters and get to talking about all of the listener feedback that we've got, I want to say, A, uh, thank you to all of our patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. And B, thank you to all of the people that wrote in. And C, I want to ask you, Mary, about your history with the TV show Supernatural. Um, obviously, people can go listen to a lot of your personal information about uh, <laughs> Supernatural. Right, yes. Way phone number, home address, <laughs> yes, social security all of number. that stuff. Uh, but tell our listeners. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so... Okay, I'm going to try to make this a really short story, but there is a long history to it. So I started watching Supernatural in 2016, or like just maybe January 2017, right after uh, the American election, but also after like a really big breakup. And so I'm sure you can imagine that I was probably not in the best headspace. I was living in my mother's basement. And, um, and one day after finishing Gilmore Girls, Netflix suggested that I should start Supernatural. And that's what I did. Netflix from- said, if you like Dean, wait until he's Sam. <laughs> yes, there you go. Exactly. Wait until you see him as Sam. You will never be the same. And they were right. Truly. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I started watching. And I watched really by myself. Like I never got into fandom until like that night of November 5th, like 2020, um, which was kind of an unprecedented moment in fandom from what I'm told. Mm-hmm. And from there, 
yeah, I was like, you know, I wish I could rewatch this show for the first time. And that's kind of where Carrying Wayward was born. I uh, reached out to Drew and I was like, hey, do you want to watch this show? It's got like <laughs> 300 something episodes. You want to do a podcast with me? <laughs> and he was game and he did. And he and, and yeah, it's kind of been uh, and we've been doing this for three years now. Wow. Yeah, y'all are, y'all are right at the halfway mark, or almost to the halfway mark in the in the in the series, which yeah. is huge. Like that's a big accomplishment. Yeah. Do you? Uh, Thank you. Like it's. It, I know when we started it, we had no idea when we started Monster of the Week. Like we just were like, mm-hmm. let's start the podcast. We didn't really look at like when we would finish the podcast. <laughs> like no. we had, there was no like I didn't plan that far ahead or anything. I, I was don't like, think we even expected to. No, not, not at all. Like when you when you called Drew up and were like, hey, I want to do this podcast. We're going to do it weekly, episode by episode. Like that's a, like a yeah. six or seven year commitment. Like obviously y'all were friends up to that point, but was there any chatter about, I don't know, man. <laughs> like that seems like a lot. Well, we did tell each other like, let's do the first season and then we'll see, right? Like if sure. we have five listeners, five weekly listeners, then maybe we'll consider going forward you know what I mean (laughs) we're like if people listen then we'll continue and then from there like honestly it has exceeded all of our expectations like we were expecting five people to listen weekly and it's yeah (laughs) it's I think that's where we were too we sort of expected nothing and then lots of our friends right off the gate or right out of the gate started supporting us and we were like oh that's that's fun that gives us a little bit more encouragement next thing we know we're a year into it and we're like i guess we're just gonna keep doing this forever right <laughs> yes. this is our life now this is uh, autumn commented the other day um that i came out of the podcast studio um and she was like you're way in a much better mood than you have been lately like what's going on and i was like i don't know she goes well, you just were recording with chris and i was like yeah she's like well you need to record Aww. with him every day and i was like oh wow okay well i don't think that that's gonna be a good way to, to improve my mental health but it's 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 a start <laughs> maybe <laughs> It's a start. Um, yeah, it's it's weird having people listen to your thoughts and then respond on the internet. Yeah. Uh, because I think like the rule is something like 5% of the people that are maybe listening or watching you or lurking in your stream or whatever it is that you do are going to mm-hmm. interact with you, right? Like there's a much smaller like f- people that actually respond to you or talk to you or write in stuff. And especially with podcasts, I feel like podcasts are such a, is such a passive medium that a lot of people just yeah. listen in their car and never bought. And then when, but when people start reaching out and talking to you and being like, Oh my God, this podcast made me do X, Y, or Z fantastic feeling. Like it just makes you like feel like the biggest person in the world. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. One thing that we do on Carrying Wayward is that we have like one voicemail per episode, which honestly was absolute like, looking back, it was really ballsy of us to assume that we would even get that, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking when I was like, yeah, we should do that. Um, And we started off like reading tweets of people, you know, like really, really small things. Um, and, And the fact that people still take the time to share their thoughts with us, like, I, it always amazes me. Like, I, I, it feels like such a precious gift, you know? Like, I always, I, I love those moments. That's why I'm so happy to be on a feedback episode with you guys, too. Yeah, we have people we, like to have their voices heard, turns out. They yeah, do. And being able to provide out. some small platform for them to do that, it works. Yeah. It does. Well, I mean, we tried doing voicemails once and I just doxed one of our listeners. So it didn't really work out too well. Yeah. I just read so. one of our listeners' phone numbers on the air instead of the phone number they were supposed to call into. So that, oh, no. that was a bad problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay it's fine um has has doing the podcast i feel like everyone who's listened to monster of the week by this point knows how much rewatching and like 
critically mm-hmm. thinking about Supernatural changed mine and Chris's opinions about the TV show. Like, from, I mean, just, it couldn't be any more different than when we started. Like, have you seen that even only through half of the episodes for yourself? Or did you go in thinking like, yeah, I, I, I know what this is and I'm getting myself into it? Um, I went in thinking like, I know what this is. This is going to be fine. I know exactly where I'm going to go. And I, (laughs) again, very ballsy. And the more I go into the series, the more I'm like, this is telling a much deeper story than I really imagined or even thought or knew at the time. Um, and as we're going, we're going into season seven now, which is a season that I have a lot of trouble with. And so I'm, I'm really excited to see if my opinion changes or like what layers we can discover that I hadn't really thought about when I was watching by myself or like with fandom, but not with Drew, you know, and not thinking very critically about it. So. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, we should, we should note that your co-host Drew has not seen any of the episodes and is going in as, as blind as possible. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite things about Carrie and Wayward is the little hints that you drop um throughout <laughs> and every single time it happens like i look at your discord and there's like like 10 or 15 people like mary in all capital letters because it's so good because <laughs> like if you're just a listener who knows the future like you're saying yep. some like off the wall shit and drew is just like yep mm-hmm. <laughs> like and, I know, and he has no it. idea <laughs> he has no clue uh, he has no clue like no you clue. spoiled the, the ending of supernatural to him like three times <laughs> that i can think of and he has no clue he just has no idea he has no idea i i pull lines directly from future episodes oh, so i good. do that in season seven and he has no idea no right idea. and so he's like yeah i guess that i guess you could see it that way i'm like yes true i do see it that way <laughs> yes so people scream at me. <laughs> yes exactly well with all of that in in mind uh how did you feel when they announced the winchesters as a as a prequel project because i could tell you chris and i thought it was the most vile idea that we had ever seen like we there were, was a bit of commotion going on yeah they, there was a bit of commotion they released that like the idea of returning to john and mary number one like at the time yeah. that they announced First that. First of all, at two Brute, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Certainly. Uh, and then, like, the, the trailer <laughs> came out, and, like, one of the bits was John punching Barry in the face. And I was just like, I don't. I don't know that they've really got anything that, what that, what I've, of what I want from this at all. So I'm very curious yeah. how this landed for you. It did not land well. Um, you know, I, I, think, I think if I were to think back to that commotion, I would be like, well, happy for you, you know? Um, I wish I had found out some other way than Twitter. But... Um, yeah, no, I was not excited. And and the, the main reason why was because I find that Supernatural as a show um, has a history of treating John Winchester very unevenly. And I was like, I have no... And and this was after the finale, which I personally did not like. And so to kind of think, oh my gosh, these people are going to now take on the story of John Winchester. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just couldn't trust it. And people kept on saying like, you have to trust the creators. You have to trust Jensen, trust Robbie. And honestly, there was a part of me that was like, but why should I when we got what we got for the ending? Right. So I, and I, it felt really condescending at the time when people are like, you have to just trust them. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? I don't yeah. have to do anything. Thank no. you very much. Yeah. Um, and so, and so, yeah, I, I reacted very negatively to it. And I, I had a lot of concerns, but I've kind of, 
I didn't even watch the trailer, actually. That's how mad I was about it. <laughs> I was that pressed. I like that. Because I, like Chris, am also a hater. And uh, <laughs> I just did not want to watch that trailer. I was like, I don't even care about it. And uh, But I, I've come around. I've come around. Yeah. So, so yeah, like when you and I started talking about the idea for you coming on um, and, yeah. and doing this podcast with us, it was mm-hmm. before I think you had even watched more than a couple of episodes of the of the show. But you would, uh, just with us talking, like you had kind of known the premise as far as the entire, like what the hook was at the end, right? Yeah. The whole thing was that I, I really wanted to see how it ended because I didn't want to be, you know, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me kind of thing. And I was like, you know what, that's, uh, you know. I, I don't want to be uh, I don't want to be incredibly disappointed in the ending of another show with Dean Winchester in it. And so I was like, I need to know how it ends. And then once I know how it ends, then I'll watch the show. And and that's what I did. Basically, that's how I was able to watch oh, it. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. 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 I, we talk a lot about spoilers on um, the podcast, and it's something that like my wife is a big fan of just tell me what happens. Like I don't want to spend, she gets anxious watching the movie. So like she would just rather know what happens so that she can enjoy watching it. Um, And it's something like, I I do that too, honestly. Relate to that a lot more now than I used to. Yeah. And to me, like I'm always like, I'm always that dude that just wants to be surprised. Like I want to go in as blind as possible. Like if I see a movie trailer, I got mad like a couple of months ago because I went to the movies and like there was a movie trailer and like there's nowhere to escape the movie trailer. And I'm like, this is too much of the thing that I want to see. Like I'm seeing way too much of the thing. Um, And it's just it's just very interesting to me the way that people kind of sort themselves into those into those boxes when it comes to spoilers. After you heard what was the ending, what was it like? Because I feel like one of my problems with the Winchesters on a revisit was it takes a while for you to kind of suspect that something weird is going on and what it's Mm -hmm. doing it's doing relatively well but even like close to the climax of the season there's still like we got to go fight a clown (laughs) kind of storytelling like did it was it hard knowing what was coming and waiting to get to those juicy bits and just going through the normal like you know monster of the week episodes maybe I actually enjoyed them even more because of that because I I was like okay I know how it ends so I know that they're gonna get there so let me enjoy this episode with a clown and the tears and the clown car you know um that's that's kind of how I felt watching it but I I think I have to say that like this a lot of this stuff I did find the pacing to be strange in this season um but I feel like I can't like we can't really fault the people who wrote it, because from what I understand, and I'm not sure if this is the case, but I did understand that they were supposed to have a much longer season and that they were expecting to get a second season. And so when the season got shortened, they had to make some really drastic choices and then they didn't get renewed. And so the story that they had planned had to be like halved basically. So I I don't really want to be mad about that, Mm -hmm. but I, I do feel like the pacing was strange. I, I, I'll fully agree with that. Yeah. I've been wondering if something like that happening, happened. I, I recently learned with the CW's Nancy Drew show that they the, that creative team didn't know until episode 10 of their 13-episode season that they yeah. were being canceled. Um, so they had to, within those last three episodes, just be like, okay, here's the rest of our season. Forget the storyline that we were just trying to work yeah. through. Uh, forget next season. We just have to figure this out now. So I've exactly. just been wondering, did something happen to the Winchesters like that? Um, I I didn't have the show, like I didn't look up the ending or see the spoilers or not that I can remember any, um, but I wasn't super 
hot on the show. Watch the first episode. I've talked about this throughout the season, but I think what allowed me to actually enjoy it is when, when Jeremy and I finally picked it back up from the halfway point or wherever we were at, knowing that, yes, the show got canceled. Yes, that's sad, but people were like relatively positive about it. And yeah people were sad that it didn't come back. And the fact that people wanted more made me think, oh, it must be pretty good, right? Um, so I think I, I just, was, but I was able to kind of just like, okay, forget the pacing issues, forget maybe some unresolved plot lines. Yeah. I understand that the show ended before it was meant to, and I right. can just take it for what it is. Well, so on that, I was wondering about you guys, because it I don't know, I know that you've watched Supernatural. The, when you were watching Supernatural, you were both not knowing how the show was ending where you hadn't seen, or maybe you knew because it's the internet in 2020, mm. but like you, you hadn't seen the episodes and I don't know how you did still his kingdom keeps because I haven't listened to that yet. But with the Winchesters, Jeremy, you had seen the episodes and Chris, you hadn't, did that change the dynamic at all? Not really. Um, because with uh, both with still his kingdom keeps and a little bit with super with monster of the week, um, I've always been just a little bit ahead of Chris um mm. both in life and podcasting that's so true <laughs> that is so true <laughs> um so it, it 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 felt actually pretty natural and um just a, a little bit of a preview like a hint for some other people uh, or some people about what we're going to do next um that dynamic's going to change in our next project where we're, we're both covering we're going to cover something that neither one of us like has seen all of the episodes of um which so no is the short answer is like that didn't really change okay. the dynamic um with looking with, back there's a lot of times where you were saying something about like oh like rowena should show up what's she doing and i'm thinking like yeah that would be a pretty good I, idea i'm just gonna be and on the hbo max app just showed her picture to me and i thought okay i guess she's in the winchester i'm gonna be real with you that was just me trying to be mary and carrie and wayward like i just wanted to see all of that stuff i was just a pretender to the throne i mean i certainly knew that dean was gonna show up as soon as we saw his photo i was like they had right. That motherfucker on set, yeah, <laughs> posing in front of the Impala. <laughs> He's showing up. I bet they could just. He's call, gotta. I bet they could just call Jensen and be like, "Hey, I need a never before seen picture of you in the Impala." And, and like, Daniel just is like, "Oh, I've got an album. We have like a shared yeah, album, yeah. iOS <laughs> album that we can just send you. NBD, no, no problem whatsoever." Um, but no, I, I, I think I like that format for a podcast of like one person who can talk kind of about the show as a whole and then another person who's coming at it with brand new fresh eyes right like some of mm -hmm. our podcast ideas that we've had for like patreon and stuff is very much like chris has seen all of the episodes and i'm new or i've seen all of the episodes and chris is new um okay so it's I, I, that's kind of my preferred format i'm actually kind of terrified about our next project because it's gonna be yeah. even though we've already recorded one episode like i'm already a little like nervous about it because again like we're gonna be getting into stuff that neither one of us knows like what the if we hate impact. it what if we hate it like, that's, that's the other thing is like what if we get two seasons into it and it sucks like it's kind of not gonna be fun um do you i know you did um uh, our flag means death with our good friend Dusty L. Cannon, yes. Katie, um, and both of you have seen obviously all of those episodes before you started it. Was it different for you? I hadn't. Oh, you actually. hadn't. Okay, I'm I bad. hadn't seen them. No, 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 no. It's totally fine. But that that was a real change. You know, that was hard for me because I. So I'm a grad student, and one of the things that they teach you in grad school is that you always have to have an answer, and you always have to know. Like it's kind of the the expected thing. Like you always have to 
show your knowledge, right? And and to not know what was going to happen was really an exercise in letting go for me. I grew so much during that podcast and just like the right to be wrong about something. Like I re- at the when we got to the end of our flag means death, I looked back and I'm like, I was really wrong about the way that I was looking at this. And I shouldn't have, I, I wish I had looked at it differently. I So it was a really great experience. And obviously Katie being the wonderful human being that she is like, was so welcoming to like all of those feelings. So it was really, really great to be able to do that with her. Everybody should Jeremy, We should to have you. named our podcast The Right to Be Wrong. The Right to Be Yeah. Well, <laughs> Since that's all we ever were. Two, two guys that are going to get it wrong a lot. <laughs> like that should, be, that should be the name of every podcast on, on Apple Podcasts yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, just, to, just to plug it, if you're looking for that um, Our Flag Means Death podcast, it's the Gentleman's Pirates Library and can be found on, I think, all major podcast outlets. So go to, yeah, there you everywhere. go. Uh, season mm-hmm. two coming soon. Pretty, pretty, pretty stoked. October fifth. We're 5th. so excited. Yeah, good, yeah, good, yeah, yeah. Good. By the way, if you if you like our flag means death, uh, and you're going to be watching the episodes as they go, we do plan on having at least one episode ready very shortly after the launch of the season. So nice. Yeah, yeah. That's what subscribe. Chris and I try to do that with the Winchesters, and we're like, oh wow, two Did podcasts we? a week. <laughs> this is this is way more work than we thought it would be. This is this is not fun. Um, it's so much. It's, it's so it's, much. It's, Plus, you guys have all of your other projects too yeah, like that's yeah. Just and personal lives who knows <laughs> yes, what no what is that what is that? i don't know about that uh, having an actual life about outside of podcasting sounds lame. no thank you sounds no. lame um, you mean i have to see people irl no, <laughs> no. please no <laughs> like interact with humans ew God, i've been home so much for the last few weeks for reasons that both you guys know that we're not going to get into but uh i've been home a lot and so like now like the tiniest interaction with the human that i don't love and cherish in the real world i'm just like no i don't want to do this <laughs> absolutely not yeah. like i had no patience for you before now i especially have no patience for you like i need to go anyway yeah um let's get back to the winchesters we kind of got off a little bit uh chris something i kept asking you during the recording sessions and i think i asked you this during the finale but i'm curious if this has changed at all since it's been several weeks since we we watched it do you think that this like earned its existence uh, because that was always the mm. thing that I was like, does this need to exist, right? Like, does this address fundamental issues that we had with the main show? Is it just a, a weird offshoot? Does it add anything to the main show that colors our way we might experience it if we watch Supernatural in the future? Or is it just like a standalone thing that should be treated that way? Yeah, I don't know. It's It was very nice to see Dean again, to see Bobby again, to see Jack again. But beyond that, it doesn't fundamentally change or affect anything that happened in Supernatural. So from that standpoint, like, no, this doesn't need to exist. The show had its charm, though, and I did enjoy it just to like go back into that world one last time, experience it through a slightly different lens. I don't know. I, I'm not uh, against the way that the show ended, certainly. I, I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was. I wonder if it would have had more lasting impact if it was the same, you know, universe or timeline as the main show. Um, if they had just, but I don't even know how that would do that because making any changes the way that Dean did would affect all of Supernatural and would it would affect those characters and those stories, and then then it wouldn't be the same story anymore. So it's it's kind of hard to balance it that way. But I liked part of it seeing some of the like anger of John or seeing certain like reactions from different people and realizing like, Oh my God, this is reflected 
in Sam and Dean later on, whether they this was a conscious writing choice or not, so much of that would would then show up later on, uh, and then realizing like, oh no, never mind. <laughs> I mean, maybe a version of this impacted Sam and Dean and 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 shaped their lives, uh, but I don't know. I feel very weird about it all. I feel very just kind of up in the air with everything. I think I, I enjoyed the show well enough, and I think if I'm a new fan coming in to Supernatural and I'm just going to you know binge it on Netflix after school or after work or something, then throwing on the Winchesters when it's all said and done isn't going to diminish my experience of Supernatural, certainly, especially if you feel the pain of that final episode of Supernatural um, yeah. and feel how rushed it was to think that they had 15 years to get it right and they didn't. Um, <laughs> And this is like a small band-aid to that because seeing a Dean Winchester that is going to go back and try to do right by his family in a way that he never could before, in a way that he always felt pressured to do in his real world, um, I guess there's something to that. But it's – if only they had more time. I could say it a thousand times over, but like yeah. – Yeah, more time, that more would have yeah. That would have yeah. shown us, I guess, maybe did this have more value. Um, again, you know, meeting these new characters – telling these these stories having some fun with some interesting monsters all of that stuff it was it was worthwhile tv watching you know but you don't need it you don't have to watch this if you finish season 15 of supernatural you can just be done and never go back you don't have to go to watch the winchesters to truly you know close the circle chris it genuinely right. sounds like you just don't want to podcast about this show anymore <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can't. There's no more of it. You're, you're, you're like, if, if you just want to come home and watch it, not have to take notes or talk to Jeremy about it. <laughs> Getting weirdly specific, my friend. No, I just mean, I just mean, when it, now that it's all said and done, you think like, what does this contribute to Supernatural? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In a lasting way. Mary, I want mm -hmm. to pass that same question over to you. Do you think this, this show justified its existence? And if so, like, kind of, what do you think the impact is on the, on the main show, if any? I mean, I can... At this point, I, I, I'll only speak for myself, right? But I feel like watching the Winchesters helped me understand a lot of things when it comes to Dean. Um, keep in mind that when I was watching the Winchesters, I was also podcasting about season six and now season seven. So like I was kind of in between those two seasons. And like there's a couple of things that happen in 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 season six and seven where I'm just like, this is, this is really weird that Dean would like do these things. Um, I'm thinking... Um, yeah, I'm thinking about like that moment in at the end of season six where he's like saving Ben and Lisa and like he, he hits Ben. Right. Oh yeah, um, yeah. that's a moment that's like not really talked about in fandom, but like it really shocked me rewatching it this time around. And then there's the whole, like, I can, I can spoil supernatural on this podcast, oh, right? Like people have, less, okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Mm -hmm. I can talk about this show that has happened like almost 10 years ago. <laughs> this now, is what, right? like episode 290 or something <laughs> yeah, of monster of the week. Like <laughs> yeah, I yeah, expected we're good. Yeah. people to listen to this in order. <laughs> just, just making sure. And then the episode where like he kills, uh, Amy, the Kitsune, right? Like, mm -hmm. Um, I remember listening also to your podcast about it and you were just, just as puzzled as I was when I first watched it. And, um, and I think that watching the Winchesters kind of helped me contextualize a lot of things about what Dean and Sam's childhood must've been like. And like, we sort of, we sort of get that on the show, but they really do a big deep dive on the Winchesters because honestly, the one thing that I kept thinking about was like, Oh my God, 
I cannot imagine handing children to this man mm-hmm. like and and being like you are now in sole charge of their health and well-being like it was it, yeah that's that's really what I kept thinking about when I was watching it and so my other question about it is like would you just watch this show without having watched Supernatural like is it possible to really just watch it and enjoy it and i think the answer is yes but i'm not sure about that I think like i think everything up to the finale i think is gold like i don't really know that you would need to know anything else about it except until the very like last 20 minutes or so <laughs> yeah, yeah i guess so i guess so i just i feel like knowing when rowena shows up like it just adds so much magic you know whereas just like, a, a random character with no importance if you don't know who she is yeah, there she's you go. In there like the Loki episode. Right, the Loki episode. What's that all about? That was a yeah. fun monster of the week, I guess. But I think, yeah, obviously having that history, having that knowledge, knowing mm-hmm. who these characters are, I would certainly never tell anyone to watch those first. Right. Like the is it people have always argued like release order or or chronological order for things like star Mm -hmm. wars you know yeah you can argue yeah watch the prequels first and then you'll see this whole arc right but Mm -hmm. with supernatural i would never say yeah watch the winchesters first that just doesn't make (laughs) it just doesn't yeah no there's too much context that is lost well i would also argue that this is supposed to be something that happens after supernatural because dean is grown right like chronologically i hate time travel just so you're aware like this is something that really irks me (laughs) jeremy knows because he's listened like i hate time travel it just never makes sense to me and so like of course it's supposed to happen after right like chronologically it happens after because dean is dead in this entire thing um so yeah, so I think those are like the things that I, I I keep thinking about. And so I think it has earned its its existence because, but only if you really like Dean Winchester and you really want to learn more about him and Sam also, but that's a bit more on the side, unfortunately. Yeah. Didn't get much Sam in this one. I was wondering like, will we see Sam? You know, I obviously <laughs> knew there was some drama when the show started. So I really yeah. didn't think that Jared would show up um he, they at least mention him i guess i appreciate that they they mentioned like hey he's still yeah. off living his life somewhere so right that gives dean more of a reason to be stepping in the way that he's stepping in mm-hmm. um and he's creating his own wigs. right yeah he's shopping for wigs so which is a full-time job uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's it's really interesting because i think it, i think without the context of the all 15 seasons of the main show the show is the winchesters is less enjoyable on a watch but for the most part it pretty much nails what it's trying to do which is hey we've got some yeah. plucky kids um we've mm-hmm. got a diverse cast we're doing some you know kind of we're, we're doing some cool like killing some monsters our budget's low but our heart's big kind of kind of vibe to it and right up until the end, when like the weird dude with the Impala shows up, I think like you can just kind of go for the ride, right? Like you can have a good time. I guess so. Even when Loki yeah. and Rowena show up, like it's it reminds me a lot. Not to bring everything back to the X Men, but it reminds me of like when I was growing <laughs> up. Like I'd be reading X Men issues, and like some random Avenger would be there, and it'd be like, oh, well, like yeah. Power Man is here. I'd be like, who the fuck is Power Man? <laughs> like, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> what, what do I have to read yeah. to know about this Power Man guy? He kind of sucks, but I'm like, he, I guess he's an actor. I have no idea. Like it's that yeah. kind of thing, and that's it, it made me. I think it would make people very curious about the main show. Yeah. So. 
For yeah, sure. I've been, I've, even sure. as you say that, I think like this, you know, series of video games that I've played where I started with basically like game number seven in the series and I just and I just went with it. And everyone online would always say, but you're missing out on so much. There's so much context you don't get. You don't. How are you supposed to know who that character is? And I just thought, well, I have basic reading comprehension and I could just understand <laughs> what's going on without that, which is still true. Uh, but now that yes. I've gone back and played games one through six, I go, oh, OK, I was missing a lot. And there yes. is a lot of value to to knowing all this stuff. Um, but I was also fine the first time around. So, you know, maybe somebody would be totally fine. I would be really curious to hear from somebody who only watched the Winchester. I know, same. Honest. Well, because, okay, the reality is, like, there's no rules to any of this, right? right? You can watch whatever you want in whatever order you want. But, like, just when Dean's theme shows up, like, the, yes, the music yes. that yeah. tugs oh. at your heartstrings oh. because, like, you remember, like, all of the moments where, like, we've watched Dean cry to this song. Mm. Like, it means something to people. And so that's why like, I'm like, can you really have the same experience? And I think the answer is no, but maybe that's okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm fascinated with the idea of someone watching this first and then watching 15 seasons of the Winchester, the, the Supernatural. <laughs> like if, if you're the person that has done that and somehow you found your way here on episode 297 or whatever, like, please, please get at me. Cause I feel like that's a, just a, a conversation we need to hear. Um, I could easily imagine a group of friends, somebody loves Supernatural saying like, listen, New show starting and somebody just saying, yeah, all right, I'll watch it with you. Yeah, whatever. Sure. For, yeah. for shits and gigs. Mm-hmm. And then by the end mm-hmm. of it, they go, okay, I guess I'm going to watch Supernatural now. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. sometimes it <laughs> is Famous easier to just start with the new thing. That, you know? poor, that poor person. True. Was... And I think that, go ahead. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I feel like the Winchesters did to an extent still kind of capture that same feeling that Supernatural gave me, which was yeah. to my surprise when I started that first episode. And, and as we went on, I didn't really want to like it. And every single episode I'd be like, okay, I enjoyed that. That was actually pretty fun. And it did. I think there was a few moments in particular, um, but there would just be things that would show up and I would just be reminded of in a really pleasant way of supernatural and my connection to that show and all the great memories of that show. Um, and the fact that any of that could exist at all in some new form, yeah. I guess is pretty astounding. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think my, my biggest complaint with the show overall outside of like whatever real world constraints they had in terms of time or number of episodes or budget or whatever is that uh, it's fundamental premise was about John and Mary and the, the, the through line throughout this was like, we need to fix John and Mary so that we can fix Dean, um, which is very fine. And I actually really like it on a meta level that again, like I'm not the only person that caused this Dean's fix it fix, right? Like he, he literally yeah. went like to another universe and was like, I need to make sure my family's happy. Um, but I think the biggest thing to me is that because of that fixation on John and Mary, we lose a lot of focus of the great side characters that the supporting cast that we had, which, you know, John's mom, um, whose name I definitely know, but I just Millie? don't feel like saying. Millie. <laughs> Millie, yes. Thank you. Jesus Christ. No, we continue to be notorious such for not a, remembering anyone's mother's such a name. stereotype. Uh, and then of course, Carlos and Latika um, and, and even Ada, uh, I think like Carlos, but Carlos and Latika specifically, like they, even though they had mm-hmm. their own individual kind of mini arcs throughout the, the show, I, I just wanted more. And I think that's the the main problem with, with that I have with it is just, I just want more of those mm-hmm. characters and hopefully season two, now that we fix John and Mary and they're going to be fine. Like hopefully the focus would switch to, to them and whatever they're doing. Right. I thought they, I think there was just so much potential for those. I'm two. really curious if, if season two would have just branched off from, 
from the whole Dean thing where Dean shows up at the end and he reveals everything that he reveals in the finale. Um, they fix everything. The Akrita are gone and now we can go out on the open road and they can do a few more seasons of just exploring these characters in this new timeline. And then the show can end with it's John and Mary. They have Sam and Dean and everybody's happy. Um, you know, or, you know, whatever. I, I would have just been so interesting to see what if they, what if they have held the Dean thing back for longer? Would that be a season two tease or something? Or would they have just mm. let this be a supernatural two and this time it's different characters? Something just, I don't know. I, it, so many questions left unanswered. Well, Robbie said right. pretty early on, like, hey, give me, like, you'll, the, the, give me the season and like, I'll justify all of the, anything, any of your complaints about canon. Like, canon is super important to us, right? Like, that's, mm -hmm. that was the one thing they got in front of and, and said. So I feel like yeah. this, the reveal at the end is exactly the reveal they wanted at the end. Um, my hope is that like after that episode it, it becomes less about dean trying to fix things and more about like uh, the scooby gang like figuring out how to jump between universes and them fixing things and like getting in trouble with jack <laughs> because they're doing you know what i'm saying <laughs> dean trying to cover for him and all like like I, I, as much as i love seeing dean in the episode don't get me wrong like i was I, I was choking up when we recorded um but like at the same time like i really want the focus to be on the scooby gang what about you mm -hmm. mary how, how do you feel about that um I, I don't, I feel torn um, because there's, I the thing is I really see this show as being about Dean and as, you know, as much as I adored Carlos and Letica and I did want a lot more of their storylines, I felt like almost every episode, and this might be a really hot take, I don't know, I don't know, handle with gloves, but like maybe every episode was actually telling us something about Dean and how, because he's the one doing the narration, right? He's the one writing the journal and telling us a story. And so when people say Dean's fix it, fic, it really feels like he, and we've seen this throughout Supernatural where he like tries to do things that he wishes would have been done for him when he was younger. And it really feels like he's doing that over the entire season. And so when we're seeing like, Latika's shameful secret, for example, which I know you guys didn't love, but I felt again told us a lot about Dean's relationship to shame. Um, Interesting. And and so and as much as I would have loved to have like a more unique character in Latika, where like yeah, she would have done something really really bad. Like I felt like this told us about Dean's relationship with shame and how like he internalizes shame for things that he wishes he could have done differently, right. which you know, like, again, stems from all the trauma that he lived uh, as a child with John and being responsible for things that he should never have been responsible for. Kind of what Latika was explaining, like, she was not responsible for the death of her, of her nanny, right? But like, it just so happened that her dad was an asshole. I, I mean, th there's no, there's no accidents here, right? right? Like, this is, this is actually, this is not about Latika, this was about Dean. And so when I look at it through that lens, I'm very satisfied with what we got but then I think about the cool characters like Carlos and Latica and I'm like, but I really wish they had been like characters in their own respect and that we had gotten more of them. And again, like I I'm not mad at the writers for it because I understand, but that's just kind of how things worked out. Yeah. That interpretation actually really, is really solid. Yeah. You can this is why we call you the smartest supernatural. You podcast. can tell we're impressed uh, because we're not making jokes. That's how yeah. <laughs> no, it's such a, it's such a fascinating idea to then kind yeah. of like rework it and, or, 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 you know, recontextualize it as yeah. like, 
what does this say about Dean? Now I, think now I want to go back and like rewatch it and be like, okay, what was the what was the theme? Because um, I spent yeah. I spent an absurd amount of time like looking at the lyrics for the song that they named every episode after yes. I tried to apply that to either the episode or to Dean or to Dean uh, Dean and Cass and or Destiel or, or what have you. And some of that stuff fits really really mm-hmm. well, and some of it just doesn't quite fit very much, very much at all. Um, but mm-hmm. now I have another angle. <laughs> now I'm going to see if it's a shame. <laughs> we have to go back, Chris. We have to recover the, the, the episodes. Well, I'll be darned. <laughs> Before we get to the listener feedback section of this podcast, I want to um, kind of open up the floor for your guys' opinions or thoughts or any, any topics that you want to bring up in relation to the Winchesters, how it ties back to Supernatural or, or whatever. Mary, do you, do you have anything that you'd like to get off your, your chest? Also, are you guys <laughs> going to cover this on Carrie and Wayward eventually? Like, do you think you'll pick it up? I mean, you don't have to. Maybe. I think it, I, I think it would make sense to continue and to actually finish Supernatural. And plus, by that time, because this is probably in like 15 years from now, mm-hmm. like we don't know. Um, there there might be other companion pieces, but I, I would like to cover the Winchesters eventually. Um, and especially, I think it's been so interesting for me to like go from the Winchesters back to Supernatural and to be working on both together. Mm-hmm. Because that. I keep telling Drew, I'm like, oh my God, now that I've seen the Winchesters, I have so many thoughts about this, but like, it, <laughs> it doesn't really fit within like supernatural context, but yeah. Um, Good. I guess is the, the yeah. is, is my response to that. I'm, I'm happy that you guys will, will yeah. eventually get there in 15 years. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be interesting if we, if we see something new about supernatural, because I think I'm trying to think, you know, watching it in, in the present timeline where, Supernatural had ended for a few years by the time that we yeah. picked up the Winchesters. So this is the final taste right. that we are left mm-hmm. with in, in a chronological order. This is this is what yes. we get. <laughs> we get to come back one more time and have it be a better feeling than than mm-hmm. the finale left us with. And right, right, right. I wonder how that will feel to new viewers. You know, a year or two from now, if they watch Supernatural, and I just keep coming back. The final note on Supernatural is it the finale or is it? the winchesters or does that final note never come because you just love it forever and you watch it over and over again you know i guess it Mm -hmm. just depends on the person but it's certainly for me the final episode of the winchesters leaves a better taste in my mouth i guess as far as happy endings go than Mm -hmm. than the final episode of of supernatural actually that's that's a really good question like if this is if we if we put the premise out there that this is dean and robbie's and daniel's and whomever's um fix it fic right is it did it work? Like, are we, do we consider mm. the finale fixed at this point? Like, do we, with the context of the Winchesters, are we happier with the finale of Supernatural? I mean, for there to be a fix it fix, it means that like there had, it had to be a really hot mess. And for it to have been like an entire series that was mm-hmm. broadcast on the same network as that finale, I feel like it, I don't think that's fixable, but I do think that it made people feel a lot better. I- I'm still unsure about how I feel about that. Like I have some really big feelings that I still need to work out <laughs> and I still have some unanswered questions, but I, I, you know, when, when Dean gives her the cold to gives the Mary the cold, like I just, Oh yeah. I was like, Oh man, this is like, this is good. This yeah, is, really this is good. good. <laughs> yeah. So it, it did. It definitely made me feel better about it, but it certainly didn't fix anything for mm-hmm. me anyway it's fair like i, I f- think back to that that season finale man like the like how hard i cried <laughs> like and <laughs> yeah I, I, I think because of all that that intense emotional release i felt positive about the experience for a little while but then mm-hmm. over time i i like 
really became uh, I became a hater. You know, I think by the time mm-hmm. we got to the feedback episode for that season, I had really come down a lot on that episode and could see all of its failings. But I still think back to that, how I said goodbye to Dean and it felt like this is the end for Supernatural and my connection to it. It has it has been ended here for better or for worse. Sometimes you have to say goodbye to things and let them yeah. go. You don't have to stay in every fandom forever. You don't have to have every favorite show forever. Uh, but coming back to the Winchesters, it's not as drastic. It's not as it's not as painful of a removal. You know, it's like I didn't have I got to say hello to Dean again. Um, I didn't have to completely shed that side of myself. And maybe that's really all it. I guess from my perspective, all I would would need out of this, I get to come back mm-hmm. once more, and now the relationship with the show isn't isn't dead. <laughs> you know, like I didn't yeah. I didn't have to say goodbye a second time or anything like that. I don't know. It's sort of working through these feelings as I talk, but it's it's. I guess I'm glad it happened. I'm glad that the Winchesters existed to kind of go back to that question from before. I don't know if it justified his existence, but yeah, I guess it did. I guess it did for me. It did. I know I I had positive feelings watching the show, and. I often don't feel positive feelings. So it was, it was good to come back to that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What about you, Jeremy? What did you think? I don't know. Um, It's difficult to go back to the finale and because it's so loaded with everything that was happening when they were Mm. making it. Um, And I, and I think back to um, just how like chaotic season 15 is just in in general. Um, It just seems like it was all over the place. They were pulling from so much. They wanted, they were, they were really swinging for huge hits. And I I don't think a lot of them really landed for me. Uh, And then Mm -hmm. to like kind of tease the, the found family stuff leading up to it um, with like alternate universe versions of our favorite characters returning from the dead and um, Donna and Jody showing up, you know what I'm saying? Like all of this stuff that was happening and then to give us a finale that was absolutely none of that and to give us a finale that was the exact opposite of it just felt like hollow. Um, and people who've listened to our coverage of it know, like, I still got emotional when I watched it. Like, I feel like you can't really watch that without getting emotional because it's, you have such an attachment. If you like, if you love yeah. Supernatural, you have such an attachment to the characters that like the big montage stuff just will really hit you if you're in that place to, to be hit. And which is why I think we called that episode non-consensual pluck. Like it just felt yeah. like, <laughs> <clears throat> like it felt like I was being forced to emote um, in, a, in a weird way. Uh, and then they announced this and, you know, it, it, in a lot of ways, I still think this was like, Jensen wanting to do better by Dean and not really being able yeah. to do better by Castiel or Sam or anybody like he, he, he was trying to do what he had access to do. And I think that him and Robbie and Daniel and all of the people that like drove this show to completion as far as it did, did a really good job doing that. Like creating this little universe where there, there are this diverse cast of characters where John and Mary have yeah. this like great, like relationship like where they're talking about trauma and anger and getting help Mm -hmm. and john winchester meditating at one point like just it's insane like the fact that they directly addressed some things that i think they've always wanted to address and never had the chance on the main show um but at the same time that finale for me is a real dark spot on a show that i absolutely love um, and I don't know that this really goes back and, and fixes that for me at all. Mm. Like mm-hmm. at a certain time, like I'm going to rewatch uh, someday in my future. I don't know when I'm going to rewatch Supernatural 
and I don't know when I'm going to stop, but I'm probably not going to finish it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I don't mm-hmm. know that I'll be able to really get through the finale again. And then I'll pro- pick up the Winchesters immediately because <laughs> it's going to be a fun <laughs> watch after that. Um, yeah. So I, I think the show justified its existence and I think it was exactly what fans needed after that. Um, but I don't necessarily think that it just clears out any of those old problems or wounds we've had people write in mm-hmm. and say like they were traumatized by the finale of supernatural which i it, <laughs> yeah that was me i was th- one of those people of, was, <laughs> yeah that was me and it was you know that's a that's a thing to to really wrap your head around of like th- that doesn't go away just because you make a new show no. right like those feelings the the things that you did to people who loved your characters the way that you made them feel like that doesn't just get to go away. You don't get to just pretend that never happened. And I think that's the way I'll mm-hmm. always feel about the the finale is like, yeah, yeah, yeah you, you still did it. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and also, you know, I think I've really come to appreciate how real that trauma is. You think when you're talking about a TV show, it's like, okay, that's not, no, it does. You love this thing. Yeah. You care so much about it. You've given it so much life. You know, and it's given you so much life, and then something like that happens. That causes that causes real thing. I I have learned over the last few months to like recognize the things that have caused me actual trauma, and the things that I've the way that I've responded to those things. And I've never wanted to say, well, that's not traumatic. That's just a thing that happened. That wasn't trauma because you know it's easy to downplay your own shit. But now that I look at supernatural and and even my own response to it that that's extremely real the tears mm-hmm. that i cried the emotions that i felt were extremely real and that's i don't think how anyone should have ever had to feel about the ending of this show that everyone yeah. loved so much um so you know maybe does this go towards fixing that jeremy you're saying no not really and maybe i agree with you i don't know it's something that i feel like we'll be thinking about for a long time and maybe if you know i ever rewatch the entire show I can re-examine it then, but. If I may, um, another way to also view the Winchesters that I have found really helpful when I was watching it is the commentary that it makes on the show. So like on a meta level, because it feels like a lot of the episodes are direct responses to a lot of the things that happen in season 15. Um, and I'm not super familiar with season 15 because I only, I did, I wasn't able to rewatch it after the finale. Um, so I'm, I'm not as well versed in it as I am in other seasons, but I, there were moments where I was like, oh my God, they're directly, they're directly mirroring a scene that we saw in this episode. You know, I'm like, oh my wow. God, this is, yes. And so I think that you can also kind of think of it that way that like, and also I think the reason, one of the reasons why season 15 feels so chaotic is because there were clearly very different directions in the writing room um, where you had some writers who were striving for a cup for something. And then you had other writers like pulling in another direction. And so, and you had three different writing teams writing the last three episodes, basically writing three different finales. And I think that that's, that's really what we're seeing in season 15. And I think maybe the Winchesters is trying to speak on that. Mm. Um, in a way and, and as some, so I'm all right. I don't know if you're, if you're going to want to put a trigger warning on this, but I, I do have post-traumatic stress disorder. I have gun trauma and like, just to briefly talk about this, like I, um, you know, when, when you've lived, uh, like a life or death situation, one of the things that happens when you are 
out in the world is that you relive that moment the second that something like reminds you a little bit. And I don't mean like just remember it. I mean like fully relive it. Like your body, um, your body remembers uh, every single thing that you did and how you felt. And so, right. and that that's what people call like a flashback. Um, we got really good examples of that actually on, on the show. And I thought that they did that really wonderfully. Um, and, and so my fear is to again be caught in in gunfire and i think that to kill dean in a way that he was clearly so scared to die was truly like incredibly traumatic for me to watch because i'm like oh my god that's that's my fear right you know like and and then to see people justifying it saying like oh he he was never going to be happy i'm like do you mean that i will never be happy like is that what you're saying that maybe i'm better off dead like it just felt so traumatizing to watch and then traumatizing to hear people trying to justify it like it was just such a weird moment of my life to be entirely honest with you when you put it that way it feels heartless yeah it it was cruel it was cruel really I, the cruelty was the point. Yeah, that's what um when I when I hear stories, which is all I think fairly circumstantial, um about Jensen calling like Eric Kripke about the story and Kripke mm-hmm. being like, oh no, this is a good story or or whatever. Like I just I just it continually makes me go back to like what fucking show did they think that they were making for fifteen years? And like I don't, I don't know that there's a situation where there's a, such a huge, huge disconnect between the show that they. Th- the people they thought they were making this show for and the people that actually genuinely loved this show. Yeah. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's continues to be astounding to me. And and it's, yeah, it's just, it's just a, I don't, I'm just, I'm always perplexed when I, when I think about the yeah. finale and it's just, the cruelty it's, is the point is something I hadn't really, I hadn't yeah. put in those words before. And it just it makes it really feel worse. Cool. It makes yeah. it feel even worse. What about, what about the season five finale? And I know Uh-oh. that if you came to it later, Chris, you know that there's so much more <laughs> to Supernatural, like after that. But when I watched that show, it sort of like it felt like the ending. But I didn't feel any sort. Of, I didn't feel that same pain. You know, I completely agree with you, Chris. And I think that that's because it was written in a way that gave us catharsis. I've been thinking a lot about this yeah. over the last two years. In case you can't yeah. tell, but like I think it be it's because like the end of season five gave us catharsis, where we were able to see like uh, the role reversal of like Sam finally taking care of Dean in that moment, making that sacrifice for Dean who had sacrificed basically his entire life to try to make Sam's life a little bit better Mm -hmm. than what it would have been without him. And that reversal, you know, that learning from each other, Dean wanting to live now because Sam gave his life and Sam, you know, like giving up his in order to, to save Dean's was like a it was tragedy, but well-written tragedy. Mm -hmm. Whereas like the end of the series was just re-traumatizing. It was just pain. There was no catharsis. You know, like, at seeing all. Dean in heaven afterwards, that doesn't it didn't change anything. Yeah. No, Especially that moment is we, you know, making the jokes about like Sam could have called for an ambulance in, in the seven minutes or whatever that it took Dean. Um, yeah. but living in that moment, living in that cruelty is so intense. Mm-hmm. And you, yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm wandering off now. Now I'm like, should we just break this off <laughs> into two completely separate episodes and, to do the feedback? Because yeah, I just want to keep talking about this a thing. second finale episode. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm so sorry. No, no. It's, I'm just, I was thinking about that idea of catharsis and the season five episode, and I was thinking about that scene that's obviously very mirrored in the 
the Winchester's finale with Dean driving down mm-hmm. to confront the big bad and the Impala, right? Like we get that yes. exact same thing that happens with Mary Winchester. Yeah. And yeah. I think we talked about it during love... the episode, but Mary does what both boys do. Yeah. In, yes. in that I loved that. Yeah. Actually, I loved when you brought that up. That was amazing. And it just makes me like, it just makes me even angrier about season 15 because like, if you look at, I think season five specifically is, is the one that always gets me. Like if you look at how well written it is and how it brings to a close mm-hmm. so much and then like just yep. kind of leaves you hanging a little bit at the end, which is I kind of feel like how good stories are ended. Like you don't like is, for all I'm not going to we don't need to relitigate Harry Potter or anything. But I remember reading the should I spoil Harry Potter? That's fine. Right. That's OK. <laughs> I think you can. Yeah, it's fine. Five, four, three, <laughs> two, <you>. one. <laughs> Harry Potter spoilers. But I remember reading the, the final book of Harry Potter and like then there, there was the epilogue and like how like I was just like, well, I didn't need to know any of this at all. Mm-hmm. Like it's this is just mm-hmm. crap. Um, and it's the same thing. I think like anything. Any, now I'm just getting mad about the finale all over again. So maybe oh, maybe no. we should take ourselves. <laughs> let's let's take a break. Um, let's let's take a. We'll have a little <laughs> musical interlude. Um, if you we're, we're, hang out, that we're gonna we're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about all of your feedback. A lot of people have a lot of feelings about this. Um, Mary, just in case people don't want to listen to other people's thoughts, they only want to listen to our thoughts. Can you can you tell everybody where you can be found on the internet? And then we're gonna do this again later on at the end of the podcast. Yes, definitely. Uh, you can find me mostly on Twitter, I would say, uh, at Mary Turner underscore. You can also find uh, our podcast at Carrying Wayward on Twitter and basically like anywhere at this point. We're a lot of fun on TikTok. And um, yeah, you can find Carrying Wayward and the Gentleman's Pirate. Gentleman Pirates Library. That's a mouthful yes. every time. I'm like, oh my God, this is a... <laughs> This is a great idea, but a that. really terrible one to <laughs> pronounce. Um, but yeah, you can find that those podcasts pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. I'll uh, I'll give you a plus one on your fun TikTok account. Uh, you have a good time over there. Oh, thank I think you. It's very fun. Um, everybody, please go listen to Carrie and Wayward. It's a great podcast. Um, Mary and Drew are great people. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back after these messages with messages from you. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Uh, thank you for hanging with us. We have a lot of feedback to get through. I just want to say again, thank you to everybody that wrote in, spent your hard-earned time and internet dollars sending us um, all of your thoughts and opinion opinions. I am going to get us started with Katie in Iowa. Hi, guys. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. I found Monster of the Week before the second-to-last season of Supernatural was on the air, and I did a complete rewatch with you. I did pause when the current seasons aired just to stay in the story, but those last two 
seasons, I can't tell you how many times I thought to myself as I watched how much Chris is going to love this or that Jeremy will get that joke or the guys are going to hate this. I love the fact that we're just ghosts in this person's living room as, as they are watching. <laughs> That's all I ever wanted to be. That's it. That's, That's all I ever awesome. wanted to be. Fantastic. Um, I don't have any friends that watch the show and your podcast made me feel connected without having to delve into the fandom too hard. I appreciated that you guys, that this is just all complimentary. I thought I was going to edit a bunch of this stuff out. I'm so sorry. Um <laughs> I'm very sad that the show didn't make it, but glad that they at least got to make it a decent ending. But I am f- <clears throat> I am fine with the ending. The multiverse, many dimensions, whatever was done in Supernatural over and over, it actually makes sense that Jack would allow Dean to see what John and Mary's not as much interfered in happy ending would look like in an alternate timeline. I'm sad it's over, loved Carlos, and surprisingly loved John's mom. Where was she in Supernatural? Agreed. We needed, we needed a grandma in Supernatural. <laughs> the pressing questions. Uh, I want to say thanks and how much I enjoy the show and format. I haven't played a video game since Mario 3 on Nintendo, but I enjoy your Dark Souls and whatever else talk. Another good name for our podcast, Chris, is Dark Souls and whatever dark souls and whatever the else, supernatural yeah. podcast yeah. i've recently downloaded your merlin podcast to start that show i never watched in full transparency when you guys were having we're raving about it during the original podcast i 100 was picturing the show gallivant and was disappointed in my boys for loving a musical <laughs> fairy tale so much <laughs> finally got my record set straight thanks so much katie um no i'm i'm one of those weirdos that don't particularly enjoy musicals all that much um that has to be like either really good or really bad for me to get into it and um yeah so i haven't i haven't actually experienced gallivant I've, I've heard good things about it but yeah it's not in my normal wheelhouse so. um and yeah thank you for letting me be the ghost haunting you in your <laughs> living room again that's all i've ever wanted haunted by chris yes <laughs> yes full circle you're up next all right, this next one comes from Lena. Hey, I'm only writing to let you know that I enjoyed your cover of the Winchesters while never having watched a single episode <laughs> of the Winchesters. No idea what you will be doing next aside from uh, a more than earned break. But no matter if I watch it or not, I will 100% be listening to you two talk about it. All the love, Lena. Thank you, Thank Lena. Thank you, Lena. Um, I believe... That's so sweet. I think, oh my goodness. I think this is the Lena that has the Good Omens podcast. Um. And oh. now that I've said that out loud, I'm not going to be able to remember the name of it. Uh, I will look that up. It'll be in the show notes if it's the same Lena. Um, and you can go find it. And if not, and if, not if not, fuck this person. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thank you for writing. But it's true. They're, they're right, though. Like, I, I, one thing that I really enjoyed is that, like, I drove a lot in the past year from school to home and from home to school. And, like, one of the things that I would do is that I would just put on, like, a random episode of Monster of the Week. And, and it felt like I wasn't so alone in my car, like, away from my son, away from my friends. Like, I was just kind, kind of, like, hanging out with friends, too, even though they didn't quite know that I was that's, there, which sounds really nice. creepy. That's, but, no, like, I mean, yes, I, I've you were the that. ghosts in my car. I've, I've done that with podcasts, and it is really nice to hear that kind of thing because you can lose perspective especially when you don't you know i don't interact with people a lot online just because that's just not that's not my personality i guess i don't interact with people in real life either but it is nice to to be reminded that uh, people care and people you know you make somebody's day a little bit better you know even if for a few minutes yeah uh mary you're up Hey, Chris and Jeremy, I liked the Winchesters, even though there were some inconsistencies that I choose to ignore. As they say, don't pull the thread. I'm wondering what they had in mind for ongoing seasons. Did they plan to bring in a new big bad in the same universe as season one? Or would they have found other universes that were also backup plans from Chuck? I would also have loved to see more of the backstory for Carlos and Lada. How about a spinoff? <laughs> Lol. <laughs> As always, love the podcast. Whatever you choose to do next, I'm there for it. 
thank you for all that you do, Dolly, aka Well, I don't want to. Um, shout outs to uh, Dolly, who is at a supernatural convention right now, um, having a lot of fun. Oh. Um, that's so cool. I, I have... The idea of them of the Winchesters going to fix all these different alternate universes—that's that's an idea Super I hadn't good. considered. That's Super interesting. Good. Yeah. Well, keep in mind that Mary did see all the different versions of yeah. herself, that's right? A, that's and a so huge, I, when she said that, I was like, for a new story. she's going for oh. universe to universe, reloading the cult. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Taking everybody out. Jean Grey has done that a couple that. of times, and it's never been good for Jean Grey or the X Men. I'm just saying that out Sorry, loud. Sorry, Jean. Like Mary, Mary was going to have some problems in season two with knowing all of her possible futures. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I'm pretty sure that that's one of the reasons why she wanted to leave John because yeah. she's like, every single universe where I end up with you, I end up it's dead. Not good. So, it's like... absolutely not good. Um, yeah. I, I watched the second Spider Verse movie last night that deals with a little bit of that, and man, that will that will make you sad. Um, oh, no. Oh yeah. Up next is our oh, yeah. uh, is our good friend Lincoln's Legion, aka Chris, uh, who says that's not me. That's different, Chris. <laughs> Chris. Um, as far as the Winchesters go, I was watching it week to week as it was coming out, and man, I still don't know how I feel about it as a whole. To note, I only watched each episode once, but by the time you read this, I will have watched the finale again just to feel what I felt and refresh. That being said, I still find myself at an impasse. The show had such a strange dichotomy of new and old. The mannerisms of the characters mirroring our cast and the plot beats were familiar, but just different enough to feel fresh and keep my attention. Pacing and style was relatively consistent, except for a few outliers that I won't hold against the overall vision. I always felt at home and was often surprised by the clinic of acting our quad hunks pulled off. Quad hunks is very good. Lincoln. thank you very much for that. Um, <laughs> as a diehard Sam fan, watching Drake's portrayal of John really hit some wiggly bits in my bedly and made me long for the swooshy hair man hunk. Uh, swooshy hair man. There's just no good way to say that. It just sounds like he's a hair man. Swooshy hair man hunk. <laughs> there needs to be a, like four commas in there for me to get that right. Um, he nailed it. The expression, the rage, the tenderness, and the conflicts within. Everyone was just so magnetic and charming. I fell in love with the crew pretty quickly and allowed myself to submerge into their interpersonal bond. I'm trying to keep this short, and he didn't because I cut out like four paragraphs. I'm going to try and keep this short because I'm writing this at work, but where the fuck is Sam? Listen, I know this takes place while Sam is still living his life, but whatever, just give me a little window view of Dean looking down on Sam or something. Let me just see him. Being like, is that a wig? You cannot. <laughs> you cannot oh, he found his wig. That's cool. Them the absolute ire and disappointment I felt when Bobby and Drake uh, Jack showed up uh, and we didn't get to see Sam or cast. Uh, Jesus fuck, I am mm. so livid. Still, I am and was inversely elated when I saw Jack. Love that little dude. Was a bit hammy though, but I still sm still smiled and teared up a bit. I'm looking forward to whatever you, po you pod you guys cook up next. I just got through watching House MD for the first time ever, and even though you guys wouldn't cover that, it'd be pretty funny to hear your reactions to his shenanigans. Thank you for what you thank you both again for all that you do. Much love. Uh, I've watched house like a while ago and i see like 30 second clips on tiktok all the time because the algorithm just i guess is trying to figure me out at some point mm -hmm. and um it would be a terrible monster of the week show but like a really funny like me and chris commenting on our show i think um <laughs> i do want to say like, like who's the monster it's house who's the monster yeah, the monster, it's house house again. the monster <laughs> of the week is diabetes it's the mirror. monster was coming from inside the house <laughs> yeah. always um I, the, the Sam thing, we didn't really talk about this in the main part of the episode. Uh, I didn't miss Sam at all in here. And that's probably my feelings of Jared Padalecki coloring my emotions a little mm -hmm. bit. Uh, but also, after the finale, I just didn't really need Sam here at all. So, Damn, bro. No, you know, what's weird is that they, they don't mention Cass at all. I understand if Misha wasn't available yeah, that's to be bummer. in the episode. But just being like... 
you know, even if Jack was like, if Cass finds out that you're here, you know, he's going to be pissed too or something like anything, any throwaway comment, but they just refuse to address it. And I'm starting to think that that's on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of wonder if they weren't because you know how the fandom has like very, very strong feelings about like that one liner, like Cass helped. Mm -hmm. And I think that they were very scared of putting in a one liner without actually showing Cass because they were like, they hated it the last time we did it. So we're just not even going to try it. It's not, it's not, not a terrible thought there. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm just kind of thinking like if I were in their shoes, how would I feel? Like what would be my arguments at the writer's table? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Chris, you're Uh, up. I'm up. Okay. Hey guys, just finished the last episode and I have a question. Why was Angel Bobby there? Jack, I get, he's new god. Do you have speculation for how this would change their timeline? Uh, Would the new characters be additional uncles and aunts to Sam and Dean, assuming Dean doesn't erase him from the timeline? Uh, poor Sammy. Uh, have you heard rumblings of other spinoffs, or do you have things you would want to see? Thanks so much for covering the show. Much as I like the actors, I don't think I would have finished on my own. Can't wait for the next show. You've already done two of my favorite shows of all time, so I can only assume you're doing this for me. And Lost is next. <laughs> thanks, <funny>. Ariel. <laughs> um, uh, very funny. I added the thanks. There was no thanks, but I assume she said thanks. Yeah, um, yeah. I cut it out to make her seem like a dick, but okay. Or they. Yeah, I don't know. They. Um, <clears throat> So I don't know what I don't know what Angel Bobby was. He just he was there to make me feel he good. He was around. He was yeah. He was there to give uh, what's his name Jim Beaver a paycheck. Exactly. You know? Yeah. That's we, all we I'm got... saying. <laughs> That's a very good exactly. reason. Like Jim Beaver didn't have anything to do, so let's get him in here. Um, he happened to be in New Orleans or Vancouver, or wherever they were recording this. Uh, I like the would the new characters be additional aunts and uncles to Dean and Sam uh, growing up because I'm just Bobby, Carlos, and Lata all like playing catch with. Uh, it just it just it's too wholesome like i can't even i can't even yeah. wrap my mind around something so wholesome and then dean being is still being dean winchester that we know from the series you know so. this kind of leads me to to the question like they so and I, I guess the ideal version of this world like sam and dean are still hunters they just aren't all messed up because i i guess regardless of the universe monsters always exist um and it's sam and dean are always there to to fight them it just seems like we've always kind of come back to that conclusion over time um but maybe just without that family trauma, they can have a healthy relationship with this dangerous lifestyle. I don't know. Well, like, what does hunting look like without family trauma? Yeah, that's, right. that's the big it's question. It's kind of my question yeah. here, Yeah, what right? are you even doing if you don't have something even, weighing you down? Even in this show, which is arguably, like, the best presentation of hunting, like, we still spend a lot of time dealing with the individual trauma of the four main characters and even a different hunter yeah. who had a bunch of trauma that had retired from hunting that went back into it because of new trauma mm-hmm. and old yeah. trauma. Yeah. Right. Like, it's, like, I don't know, like, the ideal timeline from this, to me, is... And I don't think you know, this actually goes back to the fix it thing because Mary, I didn't think about that until you said it. Like Mary seeing her entire timeline, like her whole life is really going to fuck this up. Like she, they may not, they, Dean and Sam may not exist in this universe because she's like, Whoa, I'm just, I don't, I don't want to do anything. Yeah. Like they, they may not, Carlos and Lata may never be aunts and uncles to Sam and Dean because Sam and Dean just may not be there. Like this is kind of, Man, you don't think they fucked up Mary Winchester, do you? Like, they were really trying their best, and they just really <laughs> fucked that woman up again? Oh, man. Well, see, I think, so the way that I kind of choose to look at the ending of this particular show, like, without really knowing what would have happened, could have happened, whatever, like, with this being, like, a full thing, I look at it as her, because at the end she leaves, right? She leaves John, Um but then she comes back, and I feel like that moment was her first free will choice, Instead mm. of like, because like she wanted to leave in order to kind of see who she was, but then coming back was like, 
because we were always told that like the angels had organized John and Mary, right? But in this moment where she actively chooses to come back to him or like to leave with him, it's like it's her choosing something for the first yeah. time, I think. Whether it's knowing everything she knows or not, this is mm-hmm. her choice. You yeah. Know? She she could have driven away and they could have left it there. They they wouldn't have. But mm-hmm. no, that's a good that's a good that's a good point. Yeah. And especially Dean knowing how important that was to Mary. Like because we find out like in later seasons of Supernatural that like her free will is so important to her. Mm-hmm. And like to be able to give that back to her as as like a, a young adult, like how healing for Dean. Right. Right. Even if he did manage to write himself out of his existence in this universe. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't care. He's dead, right? Like It's, it's true. Yeah. Like, what do I yeah. care? Like, I just want these two to be happy together. I guess that works yeah. out fine. Um, yeah. Mary, you're up next. And I may or may not have um, organized this. So you're reading your podcast co-host email. I was so excited about it. I saw that. I was very, very thankful for that. All right. So, hey, hunks. I'm so thankful for you all covering this show. The finale of Supernatural really hurt so many people. The finale tried to tell us that basically the only person Dean cared about was Sam, which was the antithesis of what we took from the show, full of found family. The message of found family resonated deeply in the queer community who craved reassurance that family can be the people you choose and not just who you are blood related to. The Supernatural finale seemed to brush all of that aside. Dean seemingly drove around in heaven and waited for Sam, not caring that almost everyone else he'd ever loved was there and he could see them and talk to them. Old man Sam's house was full of pictures of Dean and Sam and Mary and John and one of Bobby, but no one else. No Jody, no Claire, no Cass, not even Blursula or Dean (laughs) Jr. It wasn't the show we fell in love with. And Dean. Dean wouldn't be content with just being bored in heaven. He'd muck things up. He'd poke around. Dean is the captain of Team Free Will, for God's sake. (laughs) But that's not what we were shown in the Supernatural finale. I sometimes marvel at how we got what we got with certain people at the helm with such wildly different views of these characters. I'm going to read what's in parenthesis here because I think that's important. Mostly mostly because they are terrified that people might not think that they are the most masculine men to ever exist, which in and of itself makes the characters seem even more queer-coded. So the joke's on them. That, just to chime in, because I saw you on Twitter recently talking about this, the umbrella thing is a really great <sighs> example of this. Um, and I never even occurred to me in fucking two decades of doing supernatural podcasts now it feels like um that sam and dean only used umbrellas once in the show yep. and then after that eric creepy was like oh no no no, that's not manly real men kidding? real men just get wet or whatever and <laughs> someone, someone <laughs> responded to your tweet i think it was nelson i might, I might be mis- misattributed but it was like yeah real men get wet but women stay dry is that what you're <laughs> yes, trying to exactly. say <laughs> like what the fuck creepy <laughs> You know, it's so strange to think back that when I was, you know, a late teen, early 20s, like I really related to Supernatural and mm-hmm. the way that these guys could still be masculine and still show their emotions was very important to me and they could have these loving relationships. But then I think like Kripke is such a toxic little shit. I know. How dude. did I get any of that? <laughs> you know, like it's, it's a miracle. It is a miracle. In your defense, it was a moment in time, right? Like, this was the first of its kind in many ways. And yes, we can look back and say, like, Kripke is, like, very, very toxic in the themes and how he chooses to talk about the themes that he talks about. But, like, what you got out of it is still very valuable, right? Yeah. yeah, kind right. of it's, like when right. we look back on Buffy. I was about to say it's just like Joss Whedon, right? Like where you, you look at the time, it was like, oh, this seems like 
wild and different and creative and like pushing boundaries and now we look back and you're like uh-oh <laughs> we mm-hmm. know a lot more about this situation and it's but bad. maybe you know but even even taking like a real life situation out of it and you just look at like the content of it and you think oh this still feels kind of strange mm-hmm. um i mean it just it, hopefully it shows that we as as viewers we have continued to grow we have continued yes. to understand the things that we're watching in different ways now that i wa- when i watch season three of supernatural i don't view it the same way that i did mm-hmm. when i was 19 you know um, and that's the power of rewatching too because right. like right. the text stays the same but like we change and so we see it differently so it feels like it has changed but really mm-hmm. it hasn't mm-hmm overall i don't feel like i got closure on the dean i knew with this with the finale of supernatural then i start watching the winchesters and i was enjoying i was enjoying it but it was confu- i was confused as to how it could possibly fit into the main show i thought for sure that john would have would get his mind wiped for it or fit back into the story we knew then in episode 13 it's revealed that this is an au a fucking au brilliant <laughs> This is so similar to making God be Chuck the writer, which I think was a delicious stroke Mm. of world building that encompassed in-universe and meta-concepts while also punting any shitty writing or plot details to the villain of the story rather than onto the writers themselves. (laughs) In the Winchesters, anything they got wrong or couldn't make work as coming from the main show was just an example of an AU world. I think it's also notable to say for meta reasons. Sorry, I'm interrupting myself. No, but no, like, no. That's, that's the way we do it around here, please. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Wonderful. Fitting right in. But like, I think it's also notable to say that like Dean is the one writing in this show. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. the one writing yeah. in his journal. He's the one narrating. Like before, yes, we had had one episode where Cass was doing that. But before that, it was only Chuck. Mm-hmm. And so like he is the one literally rewriting history here. Yeah. Yeah. I just think I honestly think that this show was brilliant. But anyway, there's the more we talk about it, the more it's like things are clicking into place, and mm-hmm. it makes me want to continue talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> anytime, anytime, I'm I'm here. Um, okay, so let's finish this uh, this this feedback. While I definitely crave more stories with Carlos and Lada and this John and Mary, knowing that this wasn't our John and Mary did lessen the sting of not getting another season. But if we would have gotten one, it would have been great that we got a season of not knowing they were an AU, so we gave them a chance and got to know them. It really was a brilliant, brilliantly conceived concept. And seeing Dean Winchester on my television screen again was more meaningful to me than I would have ever guessed. Another series covered. Hashtag bravo, you cowards. Love, Katie, <laughs> a.k.a. Dusty. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Katie. And everybody should listen you, to Katie. uh, Katie's podcast, Making It Up As We Go Along, where she yes. narrates, um, like fully produces, I should even say, not even narrates, but like yeah. fully produces Dusty L fan fiction. Um, and it's absolutely delightful. She's done some of Mon and Chris's writing, um, and it was awful to listen to I hated it but everybody else's is great um and it had nothing to do with the way that she did anything it was just me just crawling out of my skin for some reason i don't know why it Jeremy, i like just saw the other day that you tweeted that stupid thing that i oh that was bro- that was long, right long uh, that was really good oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> it's one of my favorite pieces of chris writing ever so wonderful uh we're gonna get right back into it with kaz 
Um, hi, Chris and Jeremy. Thank you both for covering the Winchesters. Love listening to you guys both enjoy the show. It's not supernatural, and I think it would be unfair to expect it to be, but it was fun and sweet and cathartic. There's been a few wholesome shows lately that I've been enjoy- enjoying, like Ted Lasso, and it's not that they don't touch on trauma, but I think I've been supernatural to a point where I believe the worst will happen, only to be to surpri- only be to be surprised when we find a better way. And the Winchesters constantly found that better way. It was a show with a lot of heart that constantly showed us that the choices you make every day can make a difference i'd be curious how it would stand up with someone that has never seen supernatural but i think for those of us have had that have the show really did a lot of carrying of the themes and traumas from the main series for me who hated the finale of supernatural it gave me back hope and managed to tie off a few loose threads that i found really worn like dean calling jack family another pretty important note from the yeah um, very true from the finale that i thought was really good uh I know the show was canceled, unfortunately, but I still hope we get to play in the Supernatural multiverse a bit more in the future. If the Winchesters is the last we see of Supernatural, then I'm really disappointed about no actual mission of Castiel to wrap up that character's arc from the main show. But I also don't think it's a job for the Winchesters to do. I really love the Mm -hmm. characters in the show. Carlos, Lata, Millie, Ada, John and Mary, and I feel there were more that I would have loved to have seen from, from, but I guess I'll just be happy that we met them. They were such a wonderful little found family that cared so much for each other, for each other. Looking forward to your next project. Until then, thanks, Kaz. Um, Damn. Yeah, I think you know. I, I'm just getting kind of sad as we go through it. Oh, <laughs> Chris, I'm sorry. Just you know, there is so no, it, it's not real sad. It's like there there was so much potential, and and it's nice to to see this feedback and see that people were touched by this show because I didn't know if we were in a little bit of a bubble and if maybe we everybody just hated this show you know so it's mm-hmm. nice to see some 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 feedback here i just keep thinking back to jensen saying like th- that this was supposed to be like the first of many more stories so mm. i don't know i keep thinking back to that i'm like i think i think he's got i think he's got plans so we'll see we'll see uh oh the next one is coming from me okay so Buckle up, buckaroos, because Tom the Optimist is being positive for once. Oh, okay. I'll put it in as simple terms as I can. Jeremy, this is a great X-Men season. Uh, season one, the comic. Chris, this is a great Sailor Moon Crystal question mark. I don't watch much anime, so I had to Google that one. Uh, Sailor Moon Crystal, I believe, was just a retelling of the original Sailor Moon. Uh, oh, no, I scroll down. Hold on. Give me a second. X-Men season one is similar, so I think that's what he's saying. Is this is gotcha. just a okay. different retelling of the main show. But I still, yeah, all right, that's Sailor Moon comic. That's accurate. Uh, the problem with getting people into Supernatural has always been for me has been that it's 15 seasons and the associated continuity i love the characters and their stories but it's hard to explain to friends the logistics of apocalypses uh, apocalypse world bobby's romantic relationships the winchesters which i wrote off initially like a fool doesn't have the continuity literally the show is divorced from the greater series continuity in a big way and that made it so easy to watch i got to see the people saved and the things hunted yes there is an overarching dean but that is a small price to pay for a show about family fighting evil and their feelings so yeah i love the winchesters give us a carlos spinoff cowards tom the op- optimist p.s i love how once jensen takes over he writes not only a fix a fic but also a fic about how the cast needs to find a mysterious and handsome man who happens to be <laughs> jensen sorry team perfect thank you jensen <laughs> um yeah I, it's actually that's interesting that we were kind of talking about like what's the perspective like you know and yeah. um yeah obviously Tom has seen Supernatural, but it is like okay, yeah, that's that's and that's a new way to look at this series. Also, it's, it captures a lot of that same feeling, those same themes, but it's a much shorter package. Just just happy that Tom is actually an optimist for once, because I think the last three or four yeah. feedback episodes, he is he has not been that. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Mary, you're up. Hey guys, when you all stopped covering the Winchesters in the original run, I was quite disappointed, but now I really like that you picked it back up again. It's fun to hear Chris's thoughts and reactions as I know how it ends. So definitely thanks for coming back. I really enjoyed the series. I was never too bothered by canon breakage throughout because I trusted that it would be explained and or I could headcanon my way to it working. Mary and John are fantastic. Drake Roger really went for it, a great combination of Sam and Dean in his portrayal. I loved Carlos. I love how quietly excited he got when hot Dean knew him in the finale. (laughs) I love that. In one of the later seasons of Supernatural, Sam is talking to an unseen Carlos on the phone who is supposed to be a hunter. I read where Robbie Thompson always meant for this to be that same Carlos. I love that so much. I thought the finale wrapped things up exceptionally well, but I am sad that it didn't look like there would be any more adventures with this gang. I'm very attached to them now. Carry on. Carrie. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to include this one specifically because of the Drake Rogers oh. comment, because um, oh, yes. throughout this entire thing, I was so astonished when he started channeling Sam, because I just assumed that the they would just have him go full Dean. And just for him to, like, just so in such a subtle fashion, like, just show Sam Winchester's, like, kind of mannerisms mm-hmm. and things was such a huge connection that even me is, like the guy who started this podcast seven years ago, like not a Sam fan, <laughs> like not a huge Sam fan. And then now is like, hey, who gives a fuck if he's on the show? Like it really got me emotionally. Like I was like, Oh wow, that's where he gets it from. <laughs> like it was just, yeah. he did yeah. such an amazing job with it. Um, that was, that was definitely like uh, an unexpected treat, I guess, in throughout this show uh, it was his performance and his, his ability to to channel that character that we already knew so well. And you know, the show, has made plain many times how, how Sam was the one who was really like John. And um, I think it was just, it was just a nice, nice touch after everything. And then it made me immediately sort of start to associate Dean with Mary, um, yeah. which was also just kind of interesting to watch the show with that in my brain. Um, yeah. It's a great job all around. Uh, we're going to move it on to uh, Anna. Hello, Hunks. I just came over here to say your podcast has been a real highlight for me this past year. I have ADHD and can't really focus on household tasks unless I have some background noise to, in a way, keep me in a rhythm. And thanks to your podcast, I have finished many a household task and many, many crochet projects. Who knew listening to podcasts while crocheting was such a joy? Especially, <laughs> I think I clipped some out of this, so this is a weird transition. But um, after that, frankly, horrible ending to the main Supernatural show, listening to your podcast has made me find a new love. More like, let me rediscover my love for this show and I'm very grateful for that. I've gotten to coverage of season 12 by now and I'm so happy to finally hear someone else say how sick they are of Lucifer reappearing in the later seasons. <laughs> Get that guy out of here. Uh, oh P.S. Absolutely hilarious whenever I'm reminded that you folks are the age that you are because you're making nut blood jokes in the similar, <laughs> which one <laughs> expects from people my age. Uh, I'm 21 not from people who are quite literally my mom's age looking at you, Jeremy was realizing, reeling the first time I realized this one, to be honest. I hope this helps. English is like my third language at this point lots of love Anna. Damn. Anna you did great as far as the english is concerned but you know uh, and if it if it means anything i was like 26 when we started the show okay, okay. well you can <laughs> fuck right off too chris i'm not I'm, I'm you and anna can just go to the same fucking boat and so we were basically anna we were basically in high school at the same time it's you know? ridiculous uh mary i wanted to ask you about this like uh because yes. you haven't got to obviously you did like lucifer stuff in season five and season six but like i feel like yeah. all of the bad lucifer stuff is in the is carrie and wayward's future like mm. are you dreading that because man i i have to say it is not fun to talk about <laughs> oh listen i i am dreading it honestly and uh we just got to our uh, we're recording i think 
I think on Monday, tomorrow, actually, we're recording our first episode that was written by uh, Buck Lemming, uh, like after Route 666. Yeah, exactly. And that's I like I sort of have to bring up the fact that like, so this is like a known writing team and like we're going to need like I need to set things up for Drew and for maybe people who don't necessarily know all that much about like the the quote unquote drama behind that. And I'm like, I was looking up some of their interviews and some of their stuff and they keep talking about how much they love Lucifer. I'm just like, oh my they God. They love Lucifer. They hate women. Uh, yeah. That's all you need to know. Well, they love Lucifer, love Mark Pellegrino. And I'm just like, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I remember the time that I found Mark Pellegrino's like the little political party that he founded with his buddies. Yes. And, um, you go on that time and read like their ideals or whatever. And it is a... Like I just was just scrolling for like thirty minutes, going like I can't believe they Weird put this stuff. on a website. Like this is just yeah, it's just there was listen as a supernatural fan or doing a supernatural podcast. There was no worse feeling than watching an episode and being like a Buck Lemming episode and having to admit, okay, that was pretty good. Yeah, that was uh, that was decent. <laughs> it was like that was pretty tight. It was all right. It was okay. Well, they, yeah, they, yeah they have their hits. And like just as a little nugget of information, I was once called stupid by Mark Pellegrino on Twitter. Like wow. in, in so many words. And Big I ups. wear that like a badge of honor. Absolutely. Absolutely. You should. I w- hate that motherfucker. I would have that, more I would have that printed <laughs> out more and hung up in my, in my podcast studio. Like, I would look at it every day. It yeah. would be fantastic. One time somebody corrected Jeremy's spelling on a tweet, and I've hated that fucking guy it wasn't ever even, since. It wasn't, so. even, Chris, it wasn't even a public tweet. <laughs> was, Don't care. I fucking hate that guy. Didn't even add, he didn't even at me guy. about it. It was just So a, now, Mark Pellegrino, my beef with you is personal. <laughs> Lord. Um, anyway, what, am I reading now? Uh, yes, Chris, get us get us off. This, this one topic. comes from Nick. <laughs> Nick writes, "I really wish they would have talked about Deanna Campbell and where she was. I enjoyed the Winchester's ending, but would have liked to know where she was more. I also don't know how I feel about the alternate reality. I wish it would." Jeremy, you're you're copying things. Oh, you're sorry. throwing me off here. I wish it would have been the same reality in Rob as Chuck came back in the end, where Chuck had to fix everything after we thought everything was good with Dean and Jack as God. I know it's a dark ending, but be, it would be a good twist to the Chuck one theory. Plus, I just want to see more hunky Rob. Uh, I also would have given some mis- it also would have given some mystery to season two. I know they had a plan, but it seemed like season one was wrapped up and not sure. Uh, where season two of the hunks was gonna go um i hadn't really thought about like what if chuck was involved for some reason that never crossed my mind i just felt like we got that we got that motherfucker. Oh, yeah we're done with that dude <laughs> yeah um i'm sorry i kept adding hunks i just wanted to shout out like the i don't know if you remember when we used to do that back in the day but that was always that's right. super fun that's right. oh yeah i forgot <laughs> that's probably where i like started like breaking as a as somebody who reads out loud i just can't do it anymore oh man you think we you think i broke you is that what you're saying i think <laughs> i think that i became broken during oh. the course of this oh, okay, podcast so... i'm not pointing any fingers wow <laughs> yeah we used to like we would have notes and we would share like a notes document. Yeah, we would fuck with each other. And I, we would just like <gasps> constantly fuck with each other by writing in the notes as someone was trying to keep up and it was horrible. So <laughs> we were real nuisances. We were, Maybe that's what Steven quit. <laughs> Maybe that's yes. Oh no. Uh, um, y- 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 Do we want to move on to the next one? <laughs> thank you for writing in Nick. Mary, you're up next. Mm. Oh. 
Um, hi, I've been listening to Monster of the Week for the better part of a month by now, and I'm loving it. I just finished the season four finale episode, What a Wild Ride. I unfortunately spent my formative teenage years on Tumblr, so I knew about the plot points of Supernatural, but it's nice to listen to folks just talk about it. My question, what would be your idea of a Bloodborne AU be for the boys and whoever else? I think it's pretty flexible for either of the boys, especially Sam, with, you know, the blood. Meanwhile, all I can think of is nut blood now. Oh my god. This is what I'm you guys sorry, do sorry. to me. I can't stop laughing over nut blood. But anyway. I got blood! <laughs> just had that. Just had that right. I was ready. I was ready I just, for someone. I was, I, oh my god. That's what I wrote. That was a sound clip. That wasn't a live stream. <laughs> oh yeah. I had, I've, been, I've had that queued up. Play again. I've had that queued up for a while. I can't stop laughing over nut blood, dude. I'm sorry. I got blood! <laughs> My God, my God. Uh, so, so, I, so one of the things that I used to do when I would drive home from school, because I would have, I have, I had night classes last year. And so I would come home like it was 9 p.m. and I would stop at Wendy's on the way home, like to grab a, a sandwich. And I always had to pause the podcast <laughs> because I never knew when one of you would just start screaming, nut blood. And I was it can happen like, at any, any point. Point. It, it can happen at any episode. time. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I would uh, one day, Mary. I know you, I don't think you're a big video game person. Um, I'm not. But if you, if one day I want to send you like an hours long lore video about the game Bloodborne because I think you would be absolutely fascinated because you would look at like a trailer of Bloodborne and be like, "Why is Jeremy sending me this like Victorian gothic like <laughs> werewolf thing?" And it's not that at all. Like it's it's so there are so many crazy fucking themes about motherhood and existence and what it means to dream just all kinds of crazy wow. stuff, which yeah. is the reason I included this question because like the idea of a bloodborne AU um, is horrible. It's a nightmare for every single person. Like it's, every- <laughs> yeah, it's like if Sam, Sam drank the blood, but instead of just being like buffed up and, and, and exercising demons, like just turning into a, an eldritch monstrosity like that's Yeah. yeah. I could see him doing it would that. give him all of the Ooh. cosmic knowledge of the universe and he would, his, brain would literally explode and float into space and become a monster yeah. like it's nothing yeah. good in bloodborne happens with blood at all so so like it would transform him not only like psychically but also physically is that oh, what you're oh, saying oh yeah definitely oh okay <laughs> wait wow. till i introduce yeah. you to my good friend miko lash yeah. <laughs> <laughs> miko lash wears a giant cage on his head and he's a fun guy what if sam oh. was a spider if that's a question <laughs> you've ever asked yourself <laughs> Have I got a I game for you? I don't even know what to do with Dean in, in the Bloodborne. Like, I don't even know. Like, Dean's. I think Dean's kind of just. He's gonna hold it down. You think he's pretty pretty normal? So he's gonna be like, uh, uh-uh, no. Uh-uh. The very first like level that you play is like kind of this like normal looking town, but um, like something has gone wrong. Like the villagers are a little weird and they're attacking you, and there's all these bonfires where they burn bodies. And one of the things you can do is like knock on a door, and inside are people just like partying up, and like, they're like, oh. Ha-ha-ha we're not opening the door we've got all of the booze we want i feel like that it would be dean like he's just ignoring yeah. the collapse of the universe and being like i'm just gonna party in this victorian house with all of these broads <laughs> like it's gonna be great meanwhile sam meanwhile sam <laughs> eight-legged sam turned into a giant oh, brain no. and it's, it gives everybody frenzy so um, uh, oh boy all right we not we have to move on thank you um yeah. sally for that that we very much appreciate it uh next up 
This is from Ellen of Oz via Discord. Hey guys, congrats on making it all the way through another show. Here's my feedback. I watched the Winchester with my sister-in-law who I converted to the gospel of Supernatural after the main show ended. So she was big into the brain rot just as the Winchesters was starting. (laughs) Going in, we expected it to be a tragedy. We knew what happened with John and Mary. They'd get together, Mary would die, and John would let his anger consume him, leading him to give Dean and Sam the childhood that we know and love to hate. The first few episodes were confusing, though. How were they going to turn these bright, happy kids into tortured jaded hunters this was going to break our (laughs) hearts what we got instead was an utterly delightful ensemble cast taking on very authentic supernatural-esque cases and bringing the 70s pop culture and aesthetic to the show in a super satisfying way we really weren't sure how they could wrap up anything even in the last two episodes but actually seeing dean's face not to mention bobby and jack in the final episode healed something that had been hurting since the supernatural finale surely akrita weren't the most scary of villains more weird bug behavior would definitely have been way better but for the most part really, the main, really need that bug behavior the main storyline <laughs> was as believable as any other plot arc on supernatural incidentally thank you for reminding me of the pregnant video uh, oh, never fails to make me cry with laughter same yeah. every time chris does it yeah. it's a good bit um the other good one is the um the luigi board that one i'm a big fan of that yeah. one as well um ellen does a podcast that i want to shout out um called the mixtape book club um where her and mal muses uh discuss fan fiction in the supernatural universe um and it's it's really good if you like fan fiction and the set in the supernatural yeah. universe so go check that out um, I made a joke on Twitter about guesting on every supernatural podcast and they, they were like, you should come on. And I'm like, I haven't like, that's my, my weak spot in fandom is <laughs> maybe they can, they can educate you. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. But that doesn't sound like a good time for me or them, frankly. I'm so. <laughs> 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 just saying nobody's going to have a great time with that one. Uh, uh, maybe one day, Ellen, I will come and be on your podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Chris, you're up. Uh, this one comes from, I love you, but in Spanish, <laughs> I could write novels <laughs> about my thoughts and feelings about the Winchester. It's like Jensen, Daniel, and Robbie looked at everything they didn't like about the main series and said, what if we not only don't do that, but make a big show of not doing it? There are massive parallels to the iconic SDL scenes between characters, between scenarios. Mary, you mentioned this earlier, actually. Yeah. Uh, they stripped away all the misogyny, racism, gun violence, and homophobia of the main series and stripped it down to the f- to family and spooks and good feelings. It's like, what if it's supernatural, but everyone had healthy coping mechanisms, <laughs> open discussion, and goes to therapy? Rips out hair. Hashtag, I have a lot of feelings. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, Mary, you started to kind of open that, that third eye for me earlier when I realized like, oh, it's just a, it's not even like a what if like plot wise, it's like, what if healthy? What if, what if just like, we're making those parallels in, in ways that are just, just with a new lens. And that's, it's really interesting. And I like want to rewatch the show with that in mind now. Mm -hmm. Like, what if we revisit Kripke in a healthy way, right? Like, that's what it screamed to me um shout out to i love you but in spanish on tumblr for one of the best tumblr usernames that i've seen in a while um it's <laughs> a great handle the other one that i found today was just castiel which i think is great um found, <laughs> just at castiel on tumblr is just very funny to me hell yeah um, you lock that name in you're good to go i love you but in spanish also had like a zillion questions about uh like where was Deanna? You know, what does this mean for this person yeah. or that person? And I cut them out because um, I'm just going to kind of pocket them for a later date because <laughs> they're good okay. questions. Right. Um, but uh, we're, yeah. we're running like we're running pretty long, and people I don't think people listen to three hour podcasts anymore. So, um, 
That's so 2006. It's so 2006. Mary. They didn't have podcasts in 2006, did they? Anyway, all right. Uh, Mary, you're up. You're up. Hey, fellas. Bunny McBunnister here. I definitely was an outspoken skeptic when they announced the Winchesters, and I gleefully admit how wrong I was. I truly enjoyed every minute I spent watching the show and your coverage. I get a bit of a tickle thinking maybe Jensen was so upset about being killed by a mundane vampire that he created a show that featured a Colombian tree monster. Um, Jensen also did like, uh, 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 sorry, but again, interrupting myself, he also pulled like a me where he was like, oh yeah, he's like so good at, at like fighting vampires. And this was before we knew that he was going to get killed by a vampire. Yeah. So mm-hmm. just want to say that he also gave away the ending without really giving away the ending. But anyway, whatever his motivations were, it means a lot that the wounds of the finale were slightly healed. Knowing Dean wasn't aimlessly driving around heaven to double covers of (laughs) carrying on Wayward Son, but actively working to help his family means a lot. I did watch the show with my husband, who was never seen a single episode of Supernatural aside from the Scooby episode. He generally enjoyed it, but as a child of the 70s, he was constantly aggravated by some of the inaccuracies and often very confused i have questions about that yeah 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 i I, the i don't think well i don't want to make uh judgments about america in the 70s but i don't think anyone was healthy emotionally i don't (laughs) think there's anything going on (laughs) Mm -hmm. we were just getting started on that um i i I talked about this a little bit in the podcast like i there were some things um the way like certain phrases they would use felt really really modern to me um Mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm the oldest person in existence. So like, and even I wasn't born in the seventies, so I have no like claim to fame on this, but, uh, um, and then some of the like styles and like the one thing that really bugged me for some reason, and this is such a weird bugbear to get that. I just had to make myself not mention on the podcast was Mary's makeup. Like it looked way more modern than anyone that I'd ever yeah. seen in the seventies. Like it looked like the contouring and everything looked way more like mm-hmm. they should have given her like that Bonnie Tyler, 80s hair yeah almost it, um, like well it was the 70s i take it back i take it back yeah but i mean <laughs> even even then like i mean like there was there was there's some stuff that you could do there and i think they just didn't because you know th- she's beautiful and <laughs> they wanted her to look great um right but yeah i was i'm curious i would be curious bunny what your what your husband thought of it as someone who was in the 70s because i i had some of these irritations as well hmm my favorite part of the Winchesters was the 15 second serotonin serotonin boost I got when I heard <laughs> Dean's weekly hunting advice and aphorisms. Sure. Aphorisms? Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. I'm French, so I put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce that word. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it's aphorisms. Aphorisms. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I kept on waiting to hear him say, hunting is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> My question for y'all is, if you had to write some pithy voiceovers for your parents' version of a podcast, what would they be? Perhaps podcasting can be a tough gig, but if you get yourself a partner you can discuss video games with for 30 minutes, it's all worth it in the end. I think that's it. I think that's the exact <laughs> that's thing. That's pretty good. My dad has a bunch of one-liners, but they're all like terrible stuff. Like, you know, I'd pay $10 to watch t- two dogs fuck and things like that. So I don't know that he'd really be great at the voiceover stuff. I feel like I should just leave all of it alone. <clears throat> Love you guys and look forward to your next gig, which I can only assume is going right back to Supernatural <laughs> episode one. Uh, maybe so. Next huge big thing so. coming up. It's just Supernatural <laughs> again on a different podcast feed. <laughs> Monster of the Week again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I want to mention uh, 
Blink, aka Lateral Org on Tumblr, and Mick both wrote in some stuff um, that I eventually cut out. But I just wanted to say thank you for for writing in. We really appreciate it. Um, and that's pretty much it. That was all of the feedback that we got. Wow. Um, again, thank you everybody that spent the time to to write in and give us your thoughts and feelings. Um, I think this has been a really extraordinarily great episode. I think this has been so much fun. Thank you so much, Mary. We would think that. Though, yeah, <laughs> I, am, I am quite full of myself, as we know. Uh, the most pot, the most modest supernatural podcast on the inter- on the internet. Um, I mean, just start calling yourself like the handsome stranger, and then we can talk. We like go. that's yeah, a whole other go. thing. That's should we start doing that, Jeremy? I kind of, I kind of dig it. <laughs> handsome hunks. We sort stranger. of call each other hunks. I think. We do. We do call each other very <laughs> hunky. Adopted so, that. Yeah. <laughs> I listened to uh, there was a hip hop group called the Handsome Boy Modeling School. I've always wanted to incorporate that into nice. a podcast name, nice. but yeah. Um, yeah, that's just real fun. Anyway, uh, Mary, thank you <laughs> so so much for coming yes, on to the thank podcast. Thank you for joining us for for two and a half hours, classing <laughs> classing this joint up significantly, giving us your thoughts and feelings on the Winchesters. Uh, before we go, do you have any anything that you'd like to get off of your chest? Honestly, just thank you for having me, and uh, thanks thanks to everybody who actually is listening to this right now because you're like two hours into whatever into like <laughs> an episode uh, with somebody that you're probably not familiar with. So thank you for for that. I appreciate that. And if you're if you're not familiar with Mary, you should go listen to Carrie and Wayward. You should go listen to the Gentleman Pirates Library. You should go listen to her projects. Follow her on Twitter. Um, Carrie and Wayward specifically, I think, is is one of the best podcasts out there. So I will give you full full props oh. for that. Um, Carrie and Wayward dot com, as well as just Carrie and Wayward everywhere. Right, like that's the that's the easy yeah. way to get to. Um, yeah, that's the easy way to find us. We'll have links in the show notes for all of that stuff. Chris, do you have final thoughts and feelings? Um, I'm glad that we got another chance to see Dean. That's incorrect. Yeah. I was just expecting a no. So moving on. No, I have no other <laughs> no other feedback. <laughs> Sometimes when you ask me, I just feel like I have to say something, yeah, otherwise yeah, yeah. it's disappointing. You know? My favorite part is when I ask that question at the end of every episode, and you go, no, and then you sp- and you talk for 30 seconds. It's my favorite yeah. thing that you do. <laughs> yeah. um, it's all of our favorite parts, actually. I, yeah, we all love same, that. Same. Um, again, thank you to everybody who wrote in. This will be the last episode of Monster of the Week for a while. Uh, we have maybe some episodes coming out, some interviews and things like that, that I have in the pocket that I'm kind of looking forward to releasing at some point. Um, But in the meantime, we're going to be switching our focus uh, to a totally different TV show. So watch your social media channels. We'll, uh, we'll have a teaser on this podcast feed telling you where to go to subscribe when it's out. Um, At the time of recording, it's the middle of September. We will probably be releasing that in a month. So we're going to, we're going to take a, I say we're going to take a vacation, but Chris and I have already recorded an episode of it. So like, Mm -hmm. we're probably just going to keep our normal recording schedule (laughs) and just keep going. So, uh, but we're, we are going to take a break from releasing episodes. Uh, We're going to have a very fun song and video out like we normally do, which I'm extremely excited about. I'm behind on writing the lyrics to that. Chris, you need to help me. Um, I mean, you already wrote the chorus, so like we've got yeah. that done. But I'm gonna I'm gonna need some more help. Um, it turns out there's more to a song than a chorus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, we're looking forward to announcing all of that stuff as it comes. And again, just thank you everybody that continues to listen and support us, and that continues to you know share us and listen to us and all that stuff. It's, it means a lot to us. We will be back, I guess. Now I'm just rambling. Someday I'm, we'll be back. Someday. someday we'll be we'll be here for you one day. Bye everybody. <laughs> Bye.
No, I, I've been keeping this a secret in my heart, but after Jess and I finished Nancy Drew, we were starting to think, like, oh, what should we watch next? And um, I said out loud, I put it into the universe, maybe maybe we should watch Supernatural again. Maybe, <gasps> maybe we should do Ooh. it. Maybe, you know, take another look with, you know, a non-content just mm. rewatch where I'm not taking notes. But then after today, I'm like, well, now I want to, like, I do want to talk about themes and things and now and you want to podcast some, about it again but but maybe wow. just you know rewatching it casually but then every once in a while I'll say hey jeremy i got a topic i got I something i want to talk about i was gonna say like you guys have that opportunity now of just being able to podcast about whatever you want yeah. when it comes to supernatural like i i can't wait for that oh it's so good <laughs> as, it's so good as much as i love like doing the regular episodes and everything like it's just so episodic especially like with the period that we're going into right now that i'm just like living for those specials where we talk about mm -hmm. a specific theme you know yeah. so yeah it's um it's it's good stuff i like being able to because we, we i do have a couple of people that i want to interview like um hold on let me stop recording so i don't actually burn this person um i didn't follow him back though don't worry he, i mean he wishes he could be us but good for him <laughs> he wishes he could be us <laughs> Uh, Chris, how are you today, my friend? I'm okay. I'm a little under the weather, but you know, I'm ready to go. I'm gonna go ahead and um start recording so we can capture every second, of... every agonizing. Have you, <laughs> uh, just to confirm, um, you're using the right microphone? It sounds like you are, but I just want yeah. To make sure. Um, I'm recording on my end with the right microphone. I tested. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. oh, and at some point settings. I forgot. I, I forgot we did this. I have um sound effects in this. Oh, oh so all right. Well, do I sound like I'm right talking on the goddamn from nipple? The room? Yeah, oh, so that's God. that's just you saying right on the goddamn nipple. So we can just do that anytime we want. I forgot for a really long time the origin of that too. There's just so many things so many out of context. Things. I'm yeah. like, I got how I was in this very room, and a bee was in here. What was a bee doing <laughs> in my was house? A bee doing <laughs> And how did it sting me on? I mean, it, I think it, it climbed in my shirt, I think, or maybe it landed on top of my shirt, but it did mm. sting me on the nipple. And that's something I try to forget, I think. <laughs> Too much nipple One thing play. that was super weird, actually, for me is because the first time that I listened to Monster of the Week, I didn't listen to the outtakes. And so, but you would bring back some jokes from the outtakes in the actual episodes. And yeah. so I was so lost at one point. I was like, what nipple? What's on his nipple? <laughs> We we were just talking about this when we recorded recently. Like that was never a good idea to put like chronologically we record the outtakes first. That's us getting set up and joking around and then we get into the show. Yeah. But we would we would carry those jokes and that just doesn't make any sense because yeah. even people who listened to percent of the outtakes were still not gonna remember like, oh yeah, they referenced that forty five minutes ago when they started like that was it never was going to make sense. <laughs> I mean, I love it now, I have to say. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. That's what happened to his nipple. Okay, I get it. The bee. The bee stung his That nipple. damn bee. We're like, a, we're like a really like layered book. Um, just not really yeah. smart. We, we just have a lot of layers. <laughs> so you can retu return visits are always appreciated. Like, yeah, rereading it, you can't tell if the author is really smart and planned it all or if you're just reading too much into yeah, it. That's sort or of if he was vibe. just really high on cocaine. I'm looking yeah, at you, Stephen yeah. King. Right. <laughs> Um, so we do this a lot together, uh, Mary, but you're not normally here. Do you have any questions no. as far as to how this is going to work? Because it, this, the last five minutes is pretty much how it's just going to work. So, I mean, I'm okay with that. I'm kind of just here to hang out, hopefully bring some thoughts to the conversation, yeah. but I'm, I'm just super excited to be hanging out with you guys, honestly. Excellent. That's kind of how I feel too. Hell yeah. 
Chris, do you have yeah. any questions how this is going to work? Do you do you have the do you, do you have the feedback? Oh yeah 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 yeah. Sorry. I might uh, need that. Discord link is good. Yeah, that's fine. Do do boop. Biddy boop. Got it. There was also an untitled document in our shared um, Google Docs. Oh. Where you were testing out a keyboard. Oh yeah, I got a I got a keyboard. But I, saw it and I was just like, "What is this? Did somebody like send this to me? And like, am I being am I being hacked? What's going on?" And this, this the origin was you, and I was like, "Oh okay, he was probably just, he was just testing it." Yeah, I got a I got a keyboard for my iPad, so I don't have to use my laptop to take notes, and I was seeing how fast I could type on it. Um, and the answer is pretty okay, um, yeah. as you could see I had in the one untitled of those, document. Yeah. So I tried to write a novel on my iPad with a little like fold out keyboard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not my best idea. Difficult to say the least. <laughs> Um, Mary, I have a question for you. Yes. Uh, how? I'm would, I, 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 this is this is probably going to sound like a weird question because we've known each other for a <laughs> while now. But um, on the podcast, you introduce yourself on your podcast. You introduce yourself as yeah. Marie, uh, and then yes. you're Mary on Discord. And now I'm looking at your Google um, link because it has a picture of your. It has what he's nice getting at? Is he saying profile. it wrong? Yeah. What is what is your <laughs> no, name, girl? <laughs> how do you? My say- actual. <laughs> Are you asking me for like my passport name? Is yes, that what it is? Yes, absolutely. And whatever the Canadian Social Security Network Social Security Network <laughs> yes, equivalent okay. is. I don't know what that is, but sure. All right, well, I get to that later, but I can start with the name, the passport name. Um so my name is Marie, M A R I E, so Marie, but the thing is I truly hate the way that people say Marie. Okay. And so I introduce myself as Mary because I I prefer that to okay. Marie. Well, so, I was, I was going to yeah. ask how you, mainly I was asking for how we refer to you during this podcast. Whatever your preferred uh, name would be, we can refer to that as. If you want to be known Mary as Drew, is perfectly that, fine. That, that's fine. Like, that's no problem. <laughs> be known as Drew. No, I think Mary will be okay for today. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, that works. It's how actually most of my friends know me, to be honest. Hmm. Interesting. I like it. Yeah. I like I like Marie a whole lot, but that's only because I like French names and I like rolling those R's. So. Yeah. Well, there you go. I I like the French pronunciation of of Marie, but not like Marie. Like that's just that's too right. everybody that's loves too Raymond. Yeah. It's too yeah. it's, it's it's too elderly aunt. Is what that yes, is. exactly. There you go. I'm not there yet. Maybe eventually, but just give me twenty years. Chris, you want to try a French accent? Just while we're, while uh, we're... Marie. That's pretty good. That works. I guess that my works. um my last name I think is technically supposed to be French, but it would be like Mosier, not pronounced the way that I just said it, but Mosier. But M O S I E R instead of S H E. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Funny enough, my uncle is staying with me right now, and he decided to drive up to Quebec. Yeah. Earlier this week, which is about an eight-hour drive, and I'm like, hey, just just FYI, most people there speak French, so yeah. just keep that in mind. Then he got there, and he came <laughs> home 24 hours later because he was like, yeah, everybody speaks French there. Yes, <laughs> so it was a little daunting. <laughs> It's a little difficult. I mean, there are areas of Quebec that are very English, like mm-hmm. Montreal speaks English, yeah. um, which is where I am. I'm a little bit outside of that, but I'm in that area. And then there's also another area that was populated with loyalists from, well, from you guys. Like at one point oh, you sure. came up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. there you go. Um, and that that area is pretty English. But yeah, most of the rest of Quebec is uh, is very French. I tried to warn him. <laughs> 
Yeah, I went to I went to Montreal <laughs> once, and I remember like the GPS switching and the road signs. So I was like, okay, all right, we're in this. We got to figure this out now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What the hell is a kilometer? What are we yeah. doing over here? I don't understand. <laughs> what do I do with the kilometer. <laughs> One thing that you're gonna notice, actually, if you go like to Quebec or even to that's a Canadian thing I found out is that we're not gonna tell you distances even in kilometers or miles. We're gonna tell you distances in time. Oh, it's gonna oh, okay. take you about twenty minutes to get there. I prefer uh, that. I can't judge yeah. the distance of a mile, you know? So if Me I either. minutes is good. Yeah. You know, when there I you use go. my GPS and it says like, you know, turn in 500 feet or whatever, I'm always astonished at how long 500 feet is. I was like, cause I think I could walk <laughs> yeah. 500 feet in like, I don't know, like 20 seconds. And then it's my car is like turning at 500 feet and I'm like still going for a while. I'm like, this is ridiculous. We need to, we need to shrink <laughs> these down. Yeah. Everything needs to be a lot more compressed. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. Like turn left or turn right in two minutes. That makes so much more sense. I know what a minute is, you know, yeah. I can count that. <laughs> Yes, I can count, that. <laughs> can't count a foot in a car. Sense. What am I yeah. crazy? Yeah. <laughs> I've been to Canada once, but it was only at an airport. I was I flew in and then immediately flew out to uh, I can't remember if it was France or Italy, but I went to I went across the ocean. Uh, but we didn't get to do anything Canadian at all. Like we didn't even have time to like go to any faux Canadian. You didn't go to Tim stores. Hortons. Not even <laughs> a Tim Hortons, dude. Not even not even that. Somebody, I was watching a TV show and somebody went on a whole rant. It was, it was actually justified. Uh, went on a whole rant about Tim Hortons because he's some like famous hockey player, but nobody yeah. knows him for that. They only know him because of the donuts and the and the coffee shop. Yeah, there's actually a pretty dark history to that man too, uh, oh. which is oh yeah. <laughs> uh oh, we're gonna make we're gonna make Mary's explain everything bad about about Canadian <laughs> Canadian stuff. Every every possible thing. Let's go look everything up and ask her to justify it. <clears throat> I keep forgetting that we're doing the outtakes. I'm just like hanging out, <laughs> just just waiting for for me I'm to just, start. I'm the listening show. to you guys talk. <laughs> we can do that. Um. I'm now I'm curious what's wrong. I'm on the Tim Horton Wikipedia page. For... Yeah. Uh, just go to YouTube and type in like Tim Horton's dark past. That should probably. <laughs> Tim <be> Horton's <laughs> dark past. I'm looking for I... that section, but it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not it on the have Wikipedia. have a dark past section on the yeah. wiki. Okay. Now I got to double check. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, what if I'm like tarnishing this man's, you know, Screw him. We don't care. legacy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude's been dead for a while. I just found out. So. <laughs> Are we, are we still talking? Are we talking about the founder of Tim Hortons? Are we talking about the hockey player who apparently appeared in a commercial or something? Is it that the, the one in the same? Is it there? Is there? No, this dude is Tim Horton, hockey player and donut industry. Indus- gotcha. Industrial gotcha. donut guy. Okay, so. I understand. Uh, da, 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 da. I don't know. I don't really. It just. I guess he died on the way home from a hockey game, which seems like a pretty terrible way to die. Damn. Well, there's that. What I had heard is that he was um, uh, oh, he, was he was abusing his wife. He was super oh. drunk at the time too. Um, yeah, and he was on. So all we're, okay, kinds so what we're getting drugs. at here is we are we are we are boycott, boycotting Tim Hortons. Yeah, no now. more Tim Hortons. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, there's no. They did a really good <laughs> job at rehabilitating that name, actually. So yeah. you know, like people don't even think about the hockey player anymore. That's not even like part of the. Well, good of you to shine a light back on it. <laughs> always try, always try to be a bummer. <laughs> we have ruined Tim Hortons for all. <laughs> It's fine. No one listens to the outtakes. Nobody <laughs> listens to the outtakes, so it's okay. Nobody will. Nobody will find out. <clears throat> I don't, we don't know that. Do. I, I 
I just treat everything in the outtakes like no one will ever hear it. Um, <laughs> Which is a bad I, plan. <laughs> no, you know, I think actually I do I do this with, with work, any conversation I have there, and anything on the podcast. I act as if anyone who I wouldn't want to hear it is going to hear it. Like when I talk shit at work, I act like my boss is going to be able to read this email. So I don't, I just won't do it. Right. So if I'm going to say it on the podcast, I have to be fully aware. Like everyone is going to hear this. My mother could hear this. Like I just, whatever I'm about to say, I have to be aware of that. Your, uh, your mom's oh. listened to the podcast, right? I think she's tried to, but she, God knows <laughs> she doesn't have the attention. <laughs> she, for that. She's not really down. Mary, does any of your family listen to the podcast you do? I'm not even sure they know that I'm doing this, to be oh, entirely bliss. honest with you. Absolute bliss. Um, uh, yeah. Like, the, the thing is that the rest of my family, except for my mom, is actually pretty conservative in very many ways. And I think they'd be really, really upset by a lot of the stuff that I talk about on the podcast. Oh, well, that's a that's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 That's why I don't really talk about it. I'm like, you know, you don't really need to know what I'm talking about there. So, yeah. yeah. And if you find fun. it on your own, then that's a whole other story. But. Right. <laughs> Yeah, like I like when my dad followed me on Twitter, I was like, I don't think you should be here, bro. Like, well, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is even when even when my sisters followed me on Twitter, I was like, like we get along, we're very we're very close, but I don't want you following me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, get your get your big hands out of here. I don't want yeah. you on my social media websites. I uh, I have somebody from my uh, from one of my classes who followed me on who, who followed like the um, the podcast account on TikTok, and I was like, I can no longer post anything on yes. this account. Yes. It's done. I, I have to purge it now. Yep. 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 It's done. My buddy Gary went to the dentist to get his wisdom teeth out. And the, um, one of the like dental assistants came over as he was being like put under and was like, Oh, Hey, before you go under, I just want to let you know one of the doctors here, uh, just, just wanted me to tell you that he's a huge fan of the podcast and then like immediate drugs. And he was out like a light and he woke up that's, just terrified. This feels like it must not be as the gas comes for him. <laughs> <laughs> just the, the worst possible timing for that. I think well, it's just yeah. awful. <clears throat> All right. That's awful because if you fall asleep, like if you if you go if you if you fall asleep scared, you're gonna wake up scared yeah. from those yeah, things. Yeah, so like don't. Away. Yeah, yeah, especially like that. Like if you because I've I've recently had occasion to go under twice, um, and the first time I got like really really nervous as it was as it mm. was happening for some reason. Like I was like, uh, and then I would just don't remember falling asleep, and then I woke up like doing that like oh my god where am i kind of thing where you just like grab yeah. the bed and look around and it was it was not mm-hmm. a fun experience so yeah. <clears throat> it's important to be present before they knock you unconscious yeah yes. yeah you need to be experiencing all things um yeah it seems like tim horton was a shitbag i guess is the, is the thing that we came he to really out of was. this perfect so, yeah. yeah we'll, yeah, we'll do a was. lot of comparing him to john winchester there in the episode so people can be yeah. really, really yeah. confused <laughs> what are they talking about <laughs> Why are you talking about Tim like, Why are so they much? talking about donuts? I don't understand the reference. Uh, y'all want to y'all get into it? Let's get into it. Yeah, I'm good. Um, da, 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 da. When Drew and I recorded outtakes? recently, we talked for, I think, over an hour before we started. And then we talked for like 20 <laughs> minutes after. <laughs> and the episode itself is like 25 minutes long. It was really funny. I haven't. He's, he sent me my episode, but I really just want to hear your episode at this point because uh, I want to see who had the better like battle with the with the brothers. So I'm very curious. Oh, yeah. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I had a lot of good, good That's times. That's really funny. Hold on. We have. So who's. So wait. We have the quick fix with 
Chris that's coming out on the 13th. Mm-hmm. So in like three days. And then uh, Jeremy, yours is coming out on the 15th. So Excellent. two days later. Excellent. To save the best for last. I love that attitude. Uh, I'm always very competitive with Chris, but I don't think Chris is competitive with me at all. So I don't have a competitive bone in my body. I'm just a hater. <laughs> I don't just, compete. I just hate. It's true. Chris, does, Chris is a hater from the old school. So <laughs> Love to be The old school hater. of hate. If I ever say something that you don't agree with, know that I probably don't agree with it either. I'm just a hater. I'm just being a hater. He's just being a hater. <laughs> um, oh, I should mention, we, we, we haven't recorded with the guest in so long. I'm all over the place um if at any point you need to take a break or anything just let me know um if you okay. need me to edit something out if you get like lost in your words or if you accidentally do a racism or whatever just let me know i sure. i erase all of chris's racism from the podcast stop. on a regular basis i don't basis. say any <laughs> i don't say like, any stop stop don't say this um, this is between us jeremy he does this every time it's it's really, <laughs> dude, it's a running joke and it's a really good one um it's really easy for me to edit all that stuff out so don't feel bad or anything like even cool. if you just need cool, to take cool, a cool. quick break to um go pet a cat or something just let us know um, every once sure. in a while i'll say something and then like Two sentences later, Cut it I'll out. think back and I'll be like, was that super <laughs> fucked up? Did that come out the wrong way? And then I just won't know until Jeremy sends me the episode. Because then I don't want to bring attention to it if I didn't fuck up, you know? Yes. Thankfully, I don't think I've ever had too many issues. No. I honestly feel the same way. Like, there are some times where I'll, I'll say stuff on the podcast, like on the mic, and then I'm like, hold on. like, And it, and it like really gets in my head sometimes where I'm like, I really need to listen to that episode because mm-hmm. I don't know how I came off. And I'm very, I'm very concerned about how I come off, um, which is very vain, I suppose, but we're it's all just like the way it it's is. Fine. Yeah, we're, um, po- we're podcasters. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, we exactly. all have had that experience of laughing along to ourselves as we'd make a joke. So it's fine. Nothing yes. is worse than when I will go to listen to an episode to be like, yeah, okay, let me double check that I did. Was that weird? Or what did we talk about on this? Mm-hmm. And then I'll like, Without realizing it, I'll find myself laughing along to something and then be like, oh, that wasn't even like Jeremy's joke. That was my joke. (laughs) How vain can I be? I love that. One thing that I find myself doing too is that I'll start laughing when I'm listening and then I laugh on the podcast and I'm like, oh my God, I really thought yes. that that was funny. Yes. Like, that's so embarrassing. I caught myself laughing the same way. Like, my, like the yes. same exact laughter that I was, I would be, I gave to Chris when he made the joke. I'll make the same. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. It's so bad. I'm definitely, I um, because I do all of the editing, I've definitely edited out some stuff that I've said when I thought I went like a little too far. <laughs> like I've had mm-hmm. to do some really creative editing before and it's, yeah. Um, just because, you know, you get into a zone and Chris is talking about his fucking nipples or whatever. And like, you just got to get into a zone and you don't know That's what you're so saying. That's so true. <laughs> I mean, that would take everybody out of their comfort zone. You know, I, I get that. That's fine. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> so Chris, no nipple play this episode, please. <laughs> I will put my shirt back on. Okay. Thank God. We have a guest. Come have on. A guest, Chris. <laughs> Jeez. We have people over. <laughs> put the tassels away. My apologies. <laughs> How do you make them spin in opposite direction? Anyway. Um, it's core work. A lot of core work. A lot of core work. <laughs> We're going to start the podcast now. Okay. All right. Now I have to be dour. Jess is always like, why do you sound so depressed? We say, I'm Chris Mosier. I'm like, no, I don't. I sound normal. That's what I normally sound like. She's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, that's what she's saying. It's a whole that's complaint. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Not even into the main part of the episode and Chris is already screaming, which is going to be a good, good, yeah. good, right, good indicator yeah, that the podcast I hope that John, well. somebody mentioned something about John or something. I just start screaming. We hey, have so quick, quick much question. about John. Yeah. Yeah. Are, those, are those two actors dating in real life? Did I read that? I don't know. I think so. Oh, really? I wow. think they are. Good for them. Good for them. Good for them. I know. I'm like, oh. 
I, um, somebody, I, it was one of those things I like scrolled past. It was just like, I could investigate that, but I won't. <laughs> somebody did write in and said something bad about John, um, but we've already got a lot of feedback. So I just, I just didn't put it in. Now, now I can't even. Oh, yeah. He, they wrote, but who cares about John? Give me Mary and her best friends, Carlos and Lodica. So true. So true. <laughs> yeah. The only thing John had going for him was his mom. <laughs> okay. <Damn. laughs> I love that. That's... Uh, it's very funny. All right. Ooh. Yeah. I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. That's I'm Mary. What, is, that, is, is that my turn? Sorry. Yeah, I'm, sorry. I'm like, wait a second. Wait, wait, you didn't, didn't, I'm supposed to do prepper. that. I, I, didn't, I didn't do that at all. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Let's, let's do that again. Okay, leave it yes. in. No, leave it in. No, leave it, leave <laughs> yeah, it in. Just leave it like that. Okay. It's perfect. It's perfect. We can, uh, we, can, we can go back and do it. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, let's do it. It sets the tone. It sets the tone. You're going to get yourself in there. Um, and then I'll... So what will happen is uh, I'll introduce the episode. I, d- I don't know why I didn't do this ahead of time. I'm so sorry. This is I just, <laughs> no, We haven't fine. had a guest in like five years or something. I have no idea how long it's been. Yeah, we did the Merlin feedback like five weeks ago. <laughs> we did do the Merlin feedback five weeks ago. It was ago. so recent. <laughs> do you know how much of my life has changed since we did that, Chris? I, can't, I cannot keep up. Fair. Okay. Um, we'll talk about, I'll introduce the episode and then we're just going to ask you a bunch of questions about Supernatural and then we'll talk about Carrie and Wayward and then we'll talk about the Winchesters and then we'll get into the feedback. So Sounds good. And I'm going to leave all this in the outtake so people can know how professional we are. Yeah. Yes. Good. Professional podcasters. I'll do a more all joyful of version of my intro. Yeah. Can you, I need you to jazz it up, Chris. I need you I'll to be jazz it up. 20% happier than you normally are. Okay. I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm joyful Chris Mosier. And I'm Marie Vigourou. And this is Monster Shit. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, okay, one more time. Those guys. are dogs? <laughs> yes, that was that was just oh my god. I can't be joyful the second time. All right. I just well, I just forgot the entirely the, the premise of the episode. It's fine. Like, it's fine. <laughs> After these messages with messages from you. I'm actually we have messages. We have, no, we don't have any messages. <laughs> I'm actually good to keep going. Uh, I just wanted to kind of give us an opportunity to go to the bathroom, get waters or whatever. So if y'all need to take a okay. break, we can. Um, I think we'll have to That's come cool. back at some point. Now I really want to just talk about these different se- series or season endings. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't meant to start talking about season five. And I don't want to actually <laughs> hold season five up as I think that that's kind of like a point of contention of the show going downhill or after and people have argued back and forth about that. That's not what I, like, mm-hmm. my intention is bringing that no, up. No. But that feels yeah. like a finale to the show, whatever the show was. And I felt a lot of positive catharsis there. I'm just doing more podcasts in our break from the podcast. Um, yes. <laughs> I love that. I love that for you. I want to, Jeremy. Let's just do an episode in the future of talking about. I think. Like I think a good crossover episode of like the uh, the strengths and weaknesses of every finale. It would be pretty fun. Ooh, um, that's great. Because like, the, the season one finale stands out to me just because it ends on such a huge cliffhanger, right? Like, all of like them. that. There's no coming back from that one. Like, if you didn't get a season two, then it's like, oh, oh okay, yeah, you just killed. Uh, you yeah. just killed the characters because it got canceled. <laughs> um, what is season two? Which end? almost happened, by the way. Really. Yeah, they almost got canceled after the fr- because the the CW was something else before. Yeah, the WB. The, the, yeah. the WB. Mm-hmm. 
And then in the switchover to the CW, they went through, but kind of under the radar. Kripke was really surprised, actually, that they got a season two. So that almost happened. Yeah. yeah. The thing that I've always seen them talk about was that they were just always surprised to get rid of <laughs> Like every single time. They <laughs> until like, they, reached, until right. they reached that point where it was like, oh, okay. Like, we're good forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to... I, I just really want to keep talking about this stuff, but we shouldn't because I are, I mean, I have to get like ready for work tomorrow. Yeah. Like I have to eat. I don't want to, I don't want to take up to all of your time this evening. And this um, reading feedback always <laughs> takes like four and a half hours. So, um, okay, but we can, perfect. we can also cut stuff uh, as we, if this is going, cause we've been going for a pretty long time already. So yeah. if we need, if we need um, to cut stuff, we can, um, y'all, y'all tell me what's your, what's your general, um, one last question. Should they have left Sam out of the final yes, scene absolutely. of season five? 100%. Oh no, not um, oh, when he comes back after jumping in the hole, even if we know season six, comes and then we see sam again would it have been better if they if they left him out when i think back i i feel like even though i was happy to see him again because he was my favorite character when i think back i always think they should have just let us think it was over yeah i think i think i agree with you on that even though i don't want sam to be trapped in hell forever it was just something that catharsis the the what it meant I would have loved to... that, that ending okay. scene. Why am we, I doing this? Where we see, I don't know, but you got me doing it now. It's been 10 years. It's been 12 years. The last scene where we see like uh, him spying on Dean and, and Lisa and Ben and everything. I, I yeah. almost wish that that was like, we we see it from like his eyes and we see like somebody spying. And as the camera zooms out, we just see it in silhouette. So we don't know if it's Castiel is back. We don't know if it's, um, I forgot Sam. Castiel. We don't know. Too. We don't know if it's, you know, Bobby, they killed everybody. we just know somebody is spying on, on, on Dean. Does. I think uh, like the, having that, like, is he going to come back in the first few episodes? would have been good. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have to do feedback. Y'all like we have to, mm-hmm. does yes. anybody need a break? That works. Before? I guess, you know what? Let me, I'll be, I'll be right back. Okay. Yeah, no worries. Oh my god! This is what happened. This is what you do to us, Mary. You'd make good points, and I can jazz us up. I know. <laughs> it's because honestly, I find that that it's good. It's a good show. I enjoyed yeah. it, which nobody is more surprised than I am about this. Like, <laughs> uh, it's so good. It's what, once you start like really getting into it, too. Like when you start really tearing yeah. it apart, there's just so much there that mm-hmm. you're like, mm, I gotta, I gotta keep talking. I gotta keep talking. I know. I know. That's the thing, and especially, and that's the thing. Like once you start thinking about it. Um, opposite supernatural like it's just it opens up so many other possibilities and like oh wow this this is really a commentary on this show um yeah is good yes is is good yes yes i never finished um our flag meets death um for whatever reason me and autumn just didn't like it didn't click with us in the first couple episodes and we just never yeah, went yeah, back for to sure, it for sure. um but i keep wanting to, to listen to the podcast and then i get in that situation that i always get into with spoilers where i'm like well i can't listen to it if i haven't seen this even though i'm like i could just listen to it like it doesn't matter <laughs> like it's not like i'm gonna remember when i'm watching it <laughs> so dumb so the cool thing is that we don't give spoilers for episodes that are ahead uh because i hadn't watched like, you know, the next episode, yeah. right? So so Katie was very, very careful not to spoil anything that was happening in future episodes. So, and they're only like 30 minutes, right? So they go Yeah, they go back quick. Quickly. Like, I'm not, it's just me. That's just a problem with me. I, <laughs> I mean, I can see it. It's, 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 it's a specific thing. Like, it's a specific style. It's a, uh, it's a theater play. Like, it's, yeah. it feels more like theater than TV to me. I think part of my, which I love, this, this is going to sound heinous, um, but <laughs> this is a hot take. Like, um <laughs> because of the marvel stuff I'm, I'm a little bit overexposed to taika um and like his oh. his kind of shtick was really wearing out after on me um so like when autumn was like eh, i could watch something else i was like yeah i could too <laughs> like i was like i did not even fight for it or anything i was just like okay i'm kind of yeah. done 
I feel that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Chris, you're back. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> we're, we're talking about our flag means stuff. Our flag means stuff. Oh, um, I still haven't finished it, but I heard that they used my favorite Leonard Cohen song in the final episode, they so I need do. to watch that. Was, is it Hallelujah? Um, no, it's Avalanche. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just, I really like the idea of you as a guy who's I'm like, oh, Hallelujah. Owned, hallelujah is my favorite Leonard Cohen song. Yeah. Uh, you guys may have never heard of it. It's, it's called, called Hallelujah. hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love that nobody actually knows what Leonard Cohen's version sounds like. Yeah. They all think of the Jeff Buckley version, yeah, they do. which yes, yes. makes me, so, I don't know why. Like, I find it's just so Leonard Cohen. Yeah. I you love, know, like, it's the story of his life. I really, really love Leonard Cohen. I love his work. And yeah. I think that some of, those songs when you like when you hear the real version of hallelujah he's just got this like a goofy 80s production on so many yes. of his songs where you just think like yeah the jeff buckley version is better like it's so it's so surprising it really like, when, is, I, when i first started getting into him i was like because all of my like i was hanging with some some older kids and they were like oh you gotta you know this is like really meaningful or whatever and i started listening to it i'm like does this dude have like a casio keyboard like what is the yeah and it must have been cutting edge at the time he sure. must have been you know yeah. really experimenting and you look at his like old old stuff but yeah, it's funny. It's just funny. Mm-hmm. All right. His poetry is also really beautiful. If you ever are interested, I bought uh, my fiance a uh, a book of Leonard Cohen poetry like oh, two wow. months into us dating, and, Ooh, uh, which was a really risky move. And then it was she very was, risky. She was just like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> she loved poetry, so we'd gone, you know, traded poetry books and stuff. But it was just um, cool. Yeah. Well, eight years later, she still is still a little bit like, huh. Are you uh? Are you sure that you guys were dating? I know you had some difficulty telling when you guys started dating, so I'm curious. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I love that. <clears throat> All right, um, Chris, I have I have these labeled, and I have done you a solid, and that I gave you all the short ones. It's it's it's. Something's got to be wrong with me it's that not, it's gotten harder over the years to read aloud. It's not. You know, I used to do it in school. I was the one that the teacher would call on to read aloud because <laughs> I was good at it. I'm not anymore, and I don't know what happened. All right. I'm going to bring us back in. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Such a hater. Such a hater. 